The people of Colorado agree, and they trust American Financing for their home loans. They have helped tens of thousands of Coloradans. Now is the time to refinance. You can consolidate debt, pay off high interest rate credit cards, and save money each month. It only takes 10 minutes to pre-qualify, and you may close in as fast as 10 days. What makes me a fan? They have only salary-based mortgage consultants and don't believe in pressure. Pressure is fine on the field, but not for your home loan. American Financing has no upfront fees and will customize a loan program to fit your financial goals. The Better Business Bureau has given them an A rating. If you're even thinking about refinancing or purchasing a home, call American Financing today at 303-695-7000. This is John Elway. See what they can do for you before the rates go up. American Financing, Colorado's home for home loans. NMLS 182334, regulated by the Division of Real Estate. KKSE, Parker, Denver, home of the Nuggets, home of the Avalanche, Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Sports trending now. Ian Rappaport of NFL Media has just reported that the Chicago Bears have fired head coach John Fox after three seasons and a 14 and 34 record, including five and 11 this year. The Detroit Lions this morning fired head coach Jim Caldwell. Caldwell was 36 and 28 with the Lions, including nine and seven this season. The Lions had a winning record in three of his four seasons at the helm, making the playoffs twice. On Sunday, the Raiders fired head coach Jack Del Rio after three seasons. On the field Sunday, the Bengals stunned the Ravens 31-27 as Andy Dalton threw the game-winning 49-yard touchdown pass to Tyler Boyd with 44 seconds left on a fourth and 12, knocking the Ravens out of the playoffs and sending the Buffalo Bills to the playoffs for the first time in 18 seasons. I'm Isaac Lowenkron. Woo! Big story here. This is JT the Brick with Tom Looney. Vince McMahon has filed for five trademarks to the XFL. I just don't know if it makes sense at this present time, but Vince McMahon is a very successful businessman. And why not just buy the Carolina Panthers and say to P. Diddy, let's go in on this 50-50, and then we'll do it the way we want to do it. This is JT the Brick with Tom Looney. No debate. Weekdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Here we go. When you hear the letters N F L. Touchdown! What do you think of? Skibbles for everybody! The damn right. Who's gonna win? It's the National Football League. We have all the action. Fire down the middle, intercepted. It is picked up. And all the reaction. Dominant performance, really impressive. It's the NFL on Fox Sports Radio. It can happen suddenly and without warning. It strikes individuals and families with equal cruelty. (gasps) There is no way of stopping it. Oh, my God. John? Your energy bill is coming. Wake up. Can you hear me? Please. It's me, John. Be prepared when energy prices go up. Talk to me. Come on, baby. Visit the Alliance to Save Energy website to order your free PowerSmart booklet. John? It contains simple, painless ideas to lower your energy bill. Call 911! Like installing energy-efficient Energy Star appliances that can save you hundreds of dollars a year. Oh, where... Oh, thank God you're right. What happened? I, I came in, uh, opened this bill. This one here? Yeah. Uh, honey? 
Honey, wake up. Wake up. Wake up, honey. This kind of shock can be avoided. Visit ASE.org for your free Power Smart booklet. All right, I'm ready. This is Steve Gorman Sports. I want to talk about the 49ers. This team started when Jimmy Garoppolo got the ball in his hands. And the Niners right now are turning right back into the Niners. Which, you know, you and I are old enough where we think of the Niners as one of those teams. Yeah, Billy Walsh. That's a dynastic organization. And right now with John Lynch, who everybody raised eyebrows. Well, John Lynch, what are you doing hiring him? The jury's not back yet, but hey, he did one good thing. He got on the phone and got Jimmy Garoppolo. How awesome is that to not have to think about a quarterback? Uh, It's a good setup they have because they have Kyle Shanahan running the offense. A great guy. He has been to the Super Bowl. Should have won it last year as offensive coordinator with Atlanta. They blew mm-hmm. the big lead. So you got Lynch overlooking the defense, saying, "Hey, we need to get this up." And Garoppolo playing off the hook the way he is. Yeah, it's a scary team next year. I wish they played twenty games this year. They could sneak into the playoffs if they did. Steve Gorman Sports. I'm in a nightmare hallucination. Weekdays at six p.m. Eastern, three p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Are you ready to enjoy this? We got a barn burner here. We have drama. Yeah. There's a whole lot going on here. Anything can happen. This is Fox. Coming up, freaks. It's the sports and entertainment that you crave. I, I, I still can't get over it. Wow. 24-7, 365 days. You're adding even more drama to this. We're giving you what you need. And for the record, let me just lay it out. This is Fox Sports Radio. Sports with attitude. Here we go. It's the NFL. What's fast is out. And week 17 is in the books. Ball comes out into the hands of Pete and Allen. Touchdown, Dodgers. Into the end zone. Touchdown, Kyle Williams. Touchdown. The Browns join an 0-16 mark with the Detroit Lions of 2008. We're keeping the focus on the field. And talking about it here. It's all your National Football League coverage on Fox Sports Radio. The Dan Patrick Show. More Dan Patrick. More of the Danettes. More of the sports talk you've come to know and love. Tomorrow. Wait, what? What? Because today it's Doug Gottlieb. Don't give me that. Doug is the same guy who brought us this great moment. Doug Gottlieb took a pie to the face in the first hour. Counterpoint. Kevin Durant is the greatest player to ever play in the NBA, period. Stop. <laughs> I'm getting why people boo Doug and Doug. I get that. <laughs> but hey, you take the good with the bad. Social media was crushing Doug Gottlieb. Here he is in for Dan and the Danettes. It's Doug Gottlieb. Honorary Dan. Honorary Danette, Doug Gottlieb. In for Dan Patrick, of course, uh, you can listen to the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio Affiliates, 3 to 6 Eastern, 12 to 3 Pacific Time. Happy New Year to you. Hope uh, your New Year was as good as mine. Uh, hope it was warmer than mine. Got to thank the good th- folks of uh, the city of Tulsa, 
in town visiting some in-laws. Meanwhile, doing the Dan Patrick Show. It's seven degrees outside. So if you think I'm broadcasting from southern, sunny Southern California, you are wrong. If you think I'm broadcasting from the man cave in uh, Connecticut, you you are wrong. But they, they got snow there. It's just needlessly cold in the whatever you want to call uh, Oklahoma. Southwest, the lower Midwest, not quite the southeast. Oh, we'll get to the college football playoff. Why um, today's games are uh, as important a games as ever been played for the SEC as well as for the Big 12. Uh, we'll get to those a little bit later on the show. College football playoff semifinals tonight. Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl, but they're no longer the Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl. They, too, have sold their souls to the proverbial college football playoff devil. Let's get to, I guess, what we saw yesterday. Um, true madness, right? True madness. Not surprising the Lions win. Might be surprising to some that uh, they change coaches. Jim Caldwell fired earlier today. We'll see what happens. Chuck Pagano, I don't believe, has officially been fired yet, but that's more of a yet. What happens with the Texans? Rumors of a standoff between coach and GM. That that news still to come. Um, the Bears have fired their co- head coach, uh, John Fox. That was not a surprise. He was as lame a lame duck as there could possibly be. Uh, Todd Bowles, I think, is the most... If you were to look back to start the year and say, who would you not think survives, you'd think that the Je- the Jets are... Almost as bad at tanking as the Buffalo Bills. So I guess let's start with the positive, right? The Bills are in the playoffs. And it was a pretty cool scene, which you may have seen now on Twitter or on any of your various sports stations. Buffalo Bills fans go to Miami for the game. There's plenty of people from Buffalo, ex, uh, you know, the New Yorkers, expatriate New Yorkers, if you will who live down in uh, somewhere in the Sunshine State, or maybe just got out of the cold. They win the game, then in the concourse, they're watching as uh, the Ravens... The, the Ravens do a... You guys remember... Um, oh, 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 it's... Why am I... Why am I blanking on the Mel Brooks movie that's uh, a spoof on Star Wars? I can't even... I, like, it's it's wait, uh, space balls where they've, they've basically gone... Uh, Mega Maid, if you will. Remember what Mega Maid did. That's what happened to the Ravens yesterday. All of this, of course, Bills making the playoffs for the first time in 18 years. The Ravens completely gagging away the playoffs. Cam Newton looking like, I don't know if you followed Cam Newton. The good Cam Newton has been outstanding. The bad Cam Newton is the eighth game with a below 70 pass rating. He was awful. So the Falcons are back in. The Seahawks are out of the playoffs for the first time in six years. Uh, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers had two arms behind their back and still beat the Cleveland Browns. I want to get to Hugh Jackson still having a job somehow. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles appear to be uh, really, really limited offensively. I mean, we'll see what they can do in a week off, but, man, that's a one seed that is just teetering. I, I can't think anyone doesn't want to play them. And we don't even really have great, enticing AFC uh, playoff games and wild card weekend because I don't what happen if now if the favorites both win, now we have rematches of games in which – both Jacksonville and Kansas City have won previously. So we got a ton of things to get to. But all of that seems to be trumped by John Gruden going back to the Raiders, as has been wildly, widely reported. All right, l- let's start with the game. Uh, the-, the Chargers finished the year 9-7 and seven on the road. 
If you watch the game or if you know anything about Southern California, you'd know that the Chargers playing in Carson, California, is in fact a road game. They put up a 20 spot in the third quarter. This despite the fact uh, that their field goal kicker kicked a teammate in the head with a football. This actually happened because it is, it's only the Chargers if there's a kicking malfunction. And the only reason the Chargers aren't in the playoffs is because they didn't have a kicker for most, matter of fact, all of the season. They are kicker away from having at least 11, if not 12 wins. That's a good football team that is not going to be playing any more football. After beating the Raiders, all the news kind of leaks out that Jack Del Rio is, in fact, gone. Here's Jack Del Rio breaking the news about Jack Del Rio. I uh, spoke with Mark Davis after the game, and Mark let me know that he's not going to be bringing me back. He told me, love me and appreciated all that I did to, to, you know, to kind of get this program going the right direction. Uh, but that he felt the need to change. I told him how much uh, I appreciated the opportunity he gave me. And um, I mean that. Very grateful. My childhood team. But uh, it's a results business. I understand that. And the results were not good. Now, look, Reggie McKenzie, who's their general manager, they didn't solve a lot of their problems, right? Like, we all know they have Khalil Mack. We know they have a couple of good defensive players. But the defense was bad last year, and it seemed worse this year. But, I, like, look, if, if you really want to get down to it, Jack Del Rio hired an, a quarterback coach as an offensive coordinator that did not fit his personnel. They were running, and that's on Del Rio. Who you hire and how you play, that's on you. This is this ain't it's honestly not results based. Not in Oakland. You know, Ken Norton getting fired, that obviously was ugly and not well handled. But Del Rio hiring was a Todd Downing, who has never been an offensive coordinator, and changed the blocking scheme, which did not uh, did not seem to fit with the type of blockers, type of offensive line they had. That's coaching. Like they, look, they got other issues. They wide receivers a ton of drops this year, which had Derek Carr regress. They went and you know got a running back in Marshawn Lynch off the scrap heap, and he his style didn't fit with the uh, with the offensive lineman style. Like the whole thing was just a, was was messy. But let's not give the Raiders the benefit of the doubt. They're still the Raiders, and this is the most Al Davis, Mark Davis move ever. Now, what what you have heard, and I believe to be accurate, is there's going to be some sort of ownership stake. And while many people will use this as, hey, look, this is a precedent for other coaches in the NFL. If John Gruden can get a uh, a share of the Raiders for coaching the Raiders, well, why the hell can't Bill Belichick? Right? Why the heck can't you? Know, Pick your coach, and maybe it does become a precedent, but it's also the Raiders. I said when this when Namdi Asmawai was making nineteen million dollars as a as a cornerback, people, other general managers, Darrell Rivas's agent was like, "We got to use that as a guide." If if Darrell Rivas is the best cornerback in the NFL, and Namdi Asmawai is making 19 million. Well, that's what our guy needs to make. I think it was 16 million at the time. The, the problem with that argument is it's the Raiders. You cannot use the Raiders as a precedent for anything. Because all the moves that the Raiders have made have been consistent. And they've, they've actually done this before. They've hired Art Shell back. That didn't work. And hiring John Gruden, while it sounds really cool, 
And remember, the last time they were really good, Gruden was uh, the head coach. I know Bill Callahan took him to the Super Bowl, but Callahan was Gruden's assistant. If you're not old enough to remember or you don't have a great sports memory, um, the, the Gruden thing kind of wore out its welcome in Oakland. He became frustrated. They actually traded him to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, of course, the Buccaneers turned around and beat the Raiders in the Super Bowl, and it became a house of cards. And by the second half of the Super Bowl, the Raiders' collapse had begun, and it didn't end until last year. But, but, but Gruden has all of these... Now, here's the first. In regards to the ownership, um, it sounds really, really cool and sounds like, well, he's going to own the team so he can't fire himself. That would be if you don't really understand how the ownership of the Oakland Raiders works. Uh, this is, it's not as unimpressive as those uh, fans of the Green Bay Packers who think they own a piece of the Green Bay Packers, right? Have you guys ever seen this? You could, uh, they, they, when they needed to redo Lambo and do new, like, concourses or whatever, they had new, they stock options or whatever. And basically what it is is, and I, I'll say it's $250, but you pay $250, $300 to say you're a stockholder. You can only get one piece of stock. You don't get any voting rights. The only thing you get to do is, like, once a year you can come and you can be part of a stockholders meeting or whatever. Basically, your funding you're giving $250, $300 of your hard-earned money for a piece of paper that says you own a piece of a team that you don't actually own a piece of the team. Now, somewhere in between that and real ownership is where John Gruden will sit. I know because I have a family member who used to be uh, part of the, the largest minority stockholders in the Raiders. And what you don't know about the Raiders, or you might have forgotten, is they don't have any money. Like, yes, they want John Gruden. Like, John Gruden's like, all right, $10 million. Like, great. Like, you want that now? Can, can I can I put it on my card? Like, they don't have any money. They had to get help in order to build the stadium in Vegas. They went around begging. Finally, a bank picked up the tab. So what they do is they'll offer up this stock, which has been – they'll offer up this portion of ownership, which has been available – for anybody to buy. The problem with it is there's really no benefits to owning the stock. and It's really expensive, and they'll give him some sort of equity that is supposedly as valuable as the Raiders. And while you can sell it, it's harder to sell than you think because Mark Davis has owned it for like a decade and been unable to sell it because it has no voting rights. You kind of get nothing with it. You get a stock certificate that says you own the Raiders. And I guess if you turn around, you could flip it. It has some sort of value because the Raiders are valued at whatever billion dollars are valued at. So it's kind of a non-story. The real story is Gruden won good his last six years in Tampa. Didn't win a playoff game. Below 500. Hadn't been in the league a decade. And the first thing he does is, and I think Rich Gannon is brilliant his former MVP, who, of course, works on radio, works on TV. Talking about hiring him, talking about hiring Chris Sims, like, look, I'm a radio and TV guy. I'd love to be a basketball coach, but the first thing I would do when I'm, if I was named a basketball coach would not be to hire other TV guys. You've got to get people that have been on the ground, in the trenches, in the league. The thing about the Gruden thing is very, very simple. 
It feels like the Raiders. It feels like Vegas. It feels like a splash hire. It feels like it feels like a disaster is what it feels like. Feels like a disaster. Now, you could make the argument he should be great with a quarterback. But if you look back, he could not decide on a quarterback. He turned on his quarterbacks constantly when he was in Tampa Bay. Yes, he won a Super Bowl with Brad Johnson as his starting quarterback. He had the best defense in football, maybe the most underrated defense historically in football that you can possibly imagine. He did win this, and he won in Oakland with Rich Gannon. Rich Gannon became the MVP. All of that is accurate. But, dude, it was a turnstile in Tampa. Then there's the element to it, which is interesting, where Reggie McKenzie, who's black general manager, this is a done deal. Gruden was obviously negotiating while Jack Del Rio was still the head coach. Um, so that's something you're not supposed to do, even if the reality of it says you can do it. I'm sure the Raiders felt pressured by it because Tampa made an offer for him. But you have Reggie McKenzie, who this deal was done, and I know McKenzie is probably not the trigger man, but now who's going to be the black assistant or head coach to go and do an interview, even though everybody knows that Gruden's getting the job? So Black Monday is here. And uh, the Raiders appear to be going back to the 90s. The Bears have made a change. The Lions have made a change. Well, the Broncos make a change. But one team that to this point does not feel like making a change didn't win a game this year. Uh, if you think Hugh Jackson should remain as head coach of the Browns, I'll explain why he should not up next. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is the Dan Patrick Show. After months of study, and I do mean months, I've come to a decision. This is the most excited I've been about a football season, and it's because of one word, storyline. I know we say that every season, but for me, every season is more exciting than the last, and the only place where that excitement can be matched is Buffalo Wild Wings. All the screens they've got in this place, you can keep up with every single storyline all at once, from the teams with new receivers, rising star quarterbacks, to the defensive guys who are ready to stop them. My point is... There's excitement, and as a fan, I need that excitement to be matched by other fans, which is what makes Buffalo Wild Wings so perfect for football. It's filled with fans of all kinds from all places, all there for the same reason, to enjoy the games and share some hand-spun wings in your choice of 21 signature sauces and seasonings. So if you're a fan like me, it's just fun. It's fun being a fan, and the best place to catch every incredible storyline it is Buffalo Wild Wings. And remember our rallying cry. It's wings, it's beer, it's sports. Any of you guys ever shopped for a car online? I know Paulie has. Absolutely, love to. You'd think with all the websites, it'd be easy to get the real price on a car that's actually sitting on the dealership lot. But with terms like sticker, invoice, rebates, things can get confusing pretty fast. And this is what I learned today. With True Car, you don't have to worry about these things. You configure the car you want, and you'll see what others paid for it. Get offers from True Car's certified dealers on actual inventory. Check out true car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience some features not available in all states if you ever want to buy a house or a car you're gonna want to know your credit score if there's a mistake on your credit reports you could pay more in interest rates and fees than you have to where can you go online to quickly get your credit score and credit report for free creditkarma.com radio 
Check it whenever you like. It's free and there's no catch. Don't get an unwanted surprise about your credit score. Go to creditkarma.com slash radio. That's creditkarma.com slash radio. Fox Sports trending now. Ian Rappaport of NFL Media reports that the Chicago Bears have fired head coach John Fox after three seasons at a 14-34 and record, including 5-11 and this year. The Detroit Lions this morning fired head coach Jim Caldwell after four seasons. The Lions went 9-7 and seven this year but missed the playoffs. Detroit had three winning seasons and made two playoff appearances during Caldwell's tenure. On Sunday, the Raiders, the Raiders paved the way for John Gruden's return, allegedly, by firing head coach Jack Del Rio after three seasons. On the field Sunday, the Ravens were less than a minute away from making the playoffs, leading the Bengals 27-24 with Cincinnati facing a fourth and 12 with the Raven 49. Rose, yeah. caught by Boyd, the 15, the 10, yeah. the 5, touchdown, Tyler Boyd, on fourth and 12, Man. it's a 49-yard touchdown, Ooh, and the Bengals lead. Dan Hoard the call on WLW that knocked the Ravens out and sent the Bills to the playoffs for the first time in 18 seasons. Here's how it sounded in the Bills locker room as they watched the Bengals game-winning touchdown live. I'm Isaac Lowenkron. Y'all remember this? You want experience during your football season? Well, buckle up, sweet cheeks. That's all we need. We've got all the experience in the world. Peep these numbers, nerd. With a combined 160 years of NFL experience with 12 Super Bowls and 39 Pro Bowls, your weekends are full of football knowledge. We all play for one name. What's that name? Fox Sports Radio. Doug Godley in for Dan, Dan Patrick Show. Fox Sports Radio, iHeart Radio app, and iHeart Radio affiliates. Hope you had a great new year. Obviously, if you're listening to me, I mean, unless you're in the back of a squad car or unless they have a DP show in jail, um, sounds like you didn't drink and drive, which means good, good for you. You should not. Like, no excuses now, right? With Uber and Lyft and everything else, every other service, or just call a friend. Anyway. Glad you made it to 18. 18 should be better than 17. Some good things happened in 17. Obviously, the greatest comeback in the history of the Super Bowl, and oh yeah, by the way, uh, both those teams remain in the playoffs of the Falcons because Cam Newton kind of sucks. Um, and the Falcons are, are decent. Kind of figuring it out. Figured out who they are. Devontae Freeman, tremendous player when he holds on to the football. Uh, but... Uh, you got the Falcons. You have to travel out, take on the Rams. I want to get to Georgia, Oklahoma. We'll do that later on this hour. We'll get to uh, Alabama taking on Clemson. It, it does feel it's amazing what happened. The questions for Clemson that were erased over the past couple of years, especially last year, we seem to be kind of in that same place, aren't we, for Oklahoma tonight? And maybe for the SEC tonight, especially after the Big Ten's big weekend. We'll get to that upcoming. But... Um, Browns right now are sticking with Hugh Jackson. How How is that possible? When you think of the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? Think of the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
And you say, all right, what makes the Pittsburgh Steelers special? Like, well, you know, they have a good culture. And probably like Mike Tomlin as coach. Like, you know, really special. This year's Pittsburgh Steeler team, they got a couple of the best players in football at a couple of key positions. Antonio Brown is arguably, or to some inarguably, the best wide receiver in football. Le'Veon Bell is arguably, and some people inarguably, the best running back in football. I would say Ben Roethlisberger is still considered a top 15 quarterback, resume-wise, better than that. But this version of Ben Roethlisberger is not great. The problem is, who's behind any of these guys? Oh, yeah, and they're obviously without Ryan Shazier for the rest of the season. Hopefully, hopefully some miracle happens and he returns next year. None of their four best players, and some others, played yesterday against the Cleveland Browns. This is man walking into a fight with both arms tied behind his back and winning the fight. The Pittsburgh Steelers had to headbutt and knee their way to a win in Week 17. Like I'm willing to believe that Sashi Brown in the front office was a joke, but I also know that there are some players on the Cleveland Browns, especially some young players on the offensive side, that aren't terrible. It's one thing to lose. It's another thing to win one game in two years. And then to, to, they didn't just, they lost to the Bears last week, who just fired John Fox. And then they lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers with two arms tied behind their back. Like, are you, what does a guy have to do to get fired around here? I, I don't, somebody has to explain this to me. Especially in the NFL, where it, it does seem like we can run through coaches a whole. We can find a coach a whole. Like, Joe Flacco has proven to be everything we thought he was. To those of us who are like, the Joe Flacco elite thing is stupid. Dinking and dunking. I mean, how about, you know, last night when the Bengals score late and Joe Flacco, you know, on fourth down, little dink and dunk to Benjamin Watson, who I like a great deal and probably will take either my job or somebody else's job in the media very, very soon. But Benjamin Watson on a little dump off, three, four yards when you need 11 on fourth down with the game on the line, the playoffs in the balance, sounds like a really bad idea. And that's what Joe Flacco does. Like, But Joe Flacco, there'll be a reckoning for Joe Flacco. But at least Joe Flacco has won a Super Bowl. He still may lose his job. The Ravens are probably going to draft over him. But at least he's won a Super Bowl. Hugh Jackson was bad in Oakland. Like, well, that was the organization was bad. All right. Cleveland, he has been bad two years in Cleveland as head coach. Well, the organization. No, Hughie's not a good head coach. He, he's probably a delightful human being. I don't know him. I know people who know him. And everybody's like, man, that's a good dude. Okay, Dave Caldwell seems like a hell of a guy. He doesn't seem like a very good coach to me. Like, well, he's been above 500. They got to the playoffs last year. Like, dude, like, you know, I don't know. Keep Matt Stafford upright. You're going to have a chance, especially when uh, that division is as bad as it was last year because of the wholesale injuries to the Vikings and the fact that the Bears suck. That's really what they benefited from. But how does I, – I don't really – understand how Hugh Jackson of all these guys stays employed like that is not a well-coached football team they did not appear to be getting much better and as a quarterback guru he hasn't fixed any of these quarterbacks and he's had plenty to tinker with in fairness you know last year especially 
Uh, it was like a guy who buys all these used cars and something breaks on them every week. I get it. But how he handled the Deshaun Kaiser thing, Kaiser really not improving on just getting hit as if he didn't see guys or know they were coming. But more than anything, it's one thing to lose. It's another thing to lose to arguably the worst team in the league uh, currently, which is the Bears. And then to back that up with losing to the backups from the Pittsburgh Steelers when there was absolutely no reason for the Pittsburgh Steelers to win that game whatsoever. I, I don't, I'm not sitting, somebody here sits for, and roots for somebody to be fired. I just don't understand why he's still hired. All right, Brian Baldinger is going to join us upcoming next. Uh, we'll get his thoughts. Um, the Bills kind of back their way in. I, it's a great story, but I almost think that this might be a bad, is, could be a bad thing for the Bills, to be totally candid with you guys. Uh, NFC playoffs seem intriguing, especially because not really scared of the Eagles. Not really scared of the Eagles at all. So we'll get to who's hired, who's fired, and um, am I crazy to think the Vikings are the favorites in the NFC? Boy, Cam Newton can be bad. And uh, before we plan on Pittsburgh and New England, and it does feel like Pittsburgh and New England, can we remember that Pittsburgh and, and New England were both beaten by their likely second-round opponents? All right, Brian Baldinger will join us upcoming next. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is the Dan Patrick Show. You're, you're, you're listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show. There is something powerful to all games. I don't know why more people don't get it about college sports. I saw a cornerback from Louisville isn't going to play in their bowl game, the Tax Slayer Bowl. College sports exist basically for three reasons. One, it creates opportunities for guys to keep playing in college while getting a degree. Two, it allows alums to have some sort of pride and come back and be like, oh, our football team, like they represent all of us. And three, as a promotional tool for the university and for the players in that university. It's kind of simple. That's all this is. So you can sit out of a bowl game, but you're basically sitting out of a two-hour promo for what you can do. The Doug Gottlieb Show. He's good. You know, he really is. Weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. On Fox Sports Radio. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed. And they're the stuff inside your stuff even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover guitar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. 
There are quite literally dozens of words referring to a woman's breasts. Some whimsical, some unflattering or crude. But one thing is clear. Americans seem obsessed with this part of the female anatomy. Sometimes an obsession can prove positive, like when it promotes greater awareness and increased funding to fight breast cancer. Unfortunately, another kind of cancer causes almost twice as many deaths among women. That's why we'd appreciate it if the next time you referred to a woman's pair of lungs, you actually meant her lungs. Lung cancer kills over 70,000 women a year. And while lung cancer rates have decreased for men in the last 20 years, they've been rising for women. So talk to your friends, family, and doctor. Obsess all you want over that set of lungs you can't live without. For answers to questions, log on to our website, nationallungcancerpartnership.org. The National Lung Cancer Partnership. Women. Research. Change. Smith show. Let's look at the Mount Rushmore of broadcasters. Dick Enberg is on there ahead of anybody else you want to put on there. But you want to put the guys alongside him, and I'll go here. Dick Enberg, Howard Cosell, you know, you loved him, you hated Howard Cosell. He was a different broadcaster. So I'll go Enberg, I'll go Cosell, I will also go Keith Jackson. The long and illustrious career he had calling college football games, and there was no voice more soothing than hearing Keith Jackson call a college football game. And lastly on there, I'll go with Vin Scully. Vin Scully spent most of the time, the last 20, 30 years of, of his career, just with the Dodgers. He had had a huge national career before. So I'll go with the four of them on the Mount Rushmore broadcast. You're listening to Jason Smith. Don't overthink it. Weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. If you follow Brian Baldinger on Twitter, he gives you Baldy's breakdowns. He also does it for the NFL Network. He's a multi-talented, multi-dimensional guy. Of course, played in the National Football League. Brian Baldinger joins us. I'm Doug Gottlieb filling in for Dan. Dan Patrick Show. Happy New Year to you. Happy we got New Black Year Monday you, coaches being... Huh? Happy New Year to you, Baldy. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Good to be with you. Uh, all right. Dave, look, there's the, there's the proverbial uh, Black Monday... Um, uh, let me let me start with some of the things that happened yesterday. Get to the Raiders thing, and then we'll we'll get to these playoff matchups. Uh, okay, I, I, here's the thing on Cam Newton. I mean, I, I know you know this, but I don't know if fans know this. Eight times this year, eight times he yeah. has had a below seventy passer rating, and I think four times he's been above one twenty. So there are moments in which he is outstanding. But the the position I always always I always thought was it's one where you have to be the same guy every day. You got to be consistent and occasionally raise your level in a big game. He is consistently inconsistent. What do we make of of the wild swings in performance from Cam Newton? Well, it's hard to figure. I mean, he was horrible yesterday, and I've seen him like that throughout the year. Now, a lot of the year he was without a lot of offensive linemen, Ryan Khalil. Trey Turner, that's never good for any quarterback when you lose the interior offense line. He's been without Greg Olson for much of the year. But yesterday he was just wildly inactive. He makes up for it. You know, the Vikings came to visit Carolina about a month ago, and they ran the ball down their throats, and he was a big part of it. Run for more yards than he ever has, so he's run the ball better, but he's not throwing it as well. I think they're actually tied together. The fact that he's running it more right now, I think it just beats quarterbacks up. 
I think it physically exhausts them during a game, and I don't think that they're as calm having to throw the ball when they need to. Now, that sounds like a massive excuse for Cam, but all the things you said, Doug, are true. And I don't know what Ron Rivera is thinking about and Mike Stewart or anybody that's on the coaching staff there, but there's no better option. They're in the playoffs. You just hope that, you know, in this first round, that he gets back to being a consistent thrower. I mean, you've watched Make the throws down the stretch here, the playoff stretch to Demir Bird and to Greg Olson, some of those touchdown throws he made. I mean, I don't know how many other guys can even make those throws. But he does have the, the wild misses, and yesterday was just one of those really bad days. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles, uh, I, I saw Nick Foles said there's, there's no reason to have confidence. Uh, that, that was... I mean, talk about your all-time backfires, right? I think they wanted to play Foles so they felt good about themselves going into the week off before they hosted their first playoff game, and it feels like it backfired. Now you have even more questions. Uh, Baldy, Bald, you watch tape. You break it down. I watch your work on TV. Are, are these issues with Foles fixable during the week off? Well, you know, I announced a game for National Radio yesterday, and not only – is Nick Foles not confident, but you can have a legitimate quarterback controversy with a quarterback that has never started a game and they Sudfeld, who came in against the Cowboys' number one defense and played much better. In six days, Nick Foles is 0-14 on third-down passing. I mean, you know, there's no reason to be confident. Couldn't catch a shotgun snap? I don't know if it's fixable. I know they're talking to personnel people with Eagles, they feel like they have to unleash a rushing attack unlike any that they've ever unleashed this year. So basically hiding cover for the play of Nick Foles right now. Nick has been in the playoffs before the last time the Eagles were in the playoffs. He was the quarterback. You can go back to that with Chip Kelly and that year, 2013, but it seems like, um, you know, that's a long time ago and really not the same guy right now. They, they, they've got to try to play and, and cover him and, and them the best way to manage the game. The interception that Tito or Lucia was horrible yesterday, Doug. You can't afford those types of mistakes. Brian Baldinger joining us on the Doug, I'm sorry, on the Dan Patrick Show. Doug Gottlieb filling in for, uh, for Dan. Uh, let me go to the Ravens. Uh, Dean Pease announced that he's gonna, he's gonna retire. Um, I mean, just an, I mean, another kind of disaster where you feel like they got the game won. They're going to beat Marvin Lewis in Marvin Lewis's last game and shake hands with their former defensive coordinator. Yeah. And then, you know, the defense gives up a big chunk play and then they give it back to Flacco has the ball back. And like the Ravens have done all year in, in, uh, in, in third and long, fourth and long, it's, it's, it, you know, it's a three yard dump off. How much of this is Flacco? How much of this is play calling in that if there's a Ravens M.O., it's the incredibly conservative uh, passing routes, especially uh, when you when you get third in the distance? Well, I agree, and I know all Ravens fans agree. Oh, I think I'm going to try Flacco's back. I don't think he's ever been healthy all year. Only Joe knows how difficult it is to get out of bed in the morning and what it feels like game day. I think um, a lot of the, the big throws he has made probably been on days where he felt a lot better, but there's an issue there. He's dealt with Barney Morningwig, has been wildly conservative in getting the ball, but that's also tied to, you know, a lot of injuries in the offensive line and lack of ability to protect Joe, so some of that is that. But all those things are true. Dean Pease kind of shocks me. I know he's up there in age a little bit, but he's a heck of a defensive coordinator. I don't know if you could put that 
last play on them yesterday. They've invested heavily in safeties, whether it's Tony Jefferson in free agency or Eric Weddle in free agency. I mean, they've been able to draft safeties. They've gone to free agency. Those dudes that are the last line of defense to get the ball behind them like that is almost inexcusable. Um, there's some issues there, and when you miss the playoffs as frequently as the Ravens have over the last four years, um, you know, you've got to look at all of the pieces there, including Marty Morningway, the offensive coordinator now. Uh, that's the voice of Brian Baldinger. Balding, I, I, Baldy, I mentioned you have, you know, Baldy's breakdowns. You do it on TV. It's great. I love when you do it on Twitter because then I can just on my phone look. I'm like, I can learn something about football. You, you have a, there's a level of investment to your job, which few analysts have. I'd say Gruden has a similar, maybe not the same, maybe th- there's different in terms of how he invests his time, but he's still very, very engaged in the game, engaged in the draft, knowing prospects, working with young players. What are your thoughts on the likelihood that he goes back to coaching and how hard that adjustment's going to be, seeing as he's been out of the league as a head coach, at least, for a decade? Well, I mean, Dick Vermeil took a long time off. He came back and won a world championship. I mean, if you're looking for some sort of comp out there, he did basically the same thing that John has done. I think John is over-engaged to some degree. I mean, he's got the advantage here, Doug, of picking the brains of every single offense coordinator, defense coordinator, head coach. Since he's had that seat at ESPN, you know, in production meetings. He's had the luxury of basically interviewing every single prospective uh, quarterback that got drafted over that period of time. Um, I think he has scoured the league for all the trends that have come into the league, the RPOs, the college ranks, all of the college innovation has come in the league. And, you know, he, he basically filters it all. The stuff that he likes, he would use. I don't think he's ever stopped in the back of his mind thinking that he would return to coaching. His kids are all raised now. Um, they're all out there and moving on. Um, he's an empty nester. I think the Raiders made this move yesterday because I think that Mark Davis has got a deal in place to sign John to be the head coach. And I think if you're going to fire a coach, then what is your plan? I like Jack Del Rio. If things went awry this year for a lot of different reasons. But if you're going to fire Jack Del Rio to hire John Gruden, I totally understand it. Brian Baldinger joining us. All right, let's, let's get to some of these matchups. Um, it feels like I almost think, and I know the Bills going into Jacksonville and nobody has, uh, nobody has any faith in Blake Bortles, and I guess why should they? Um, considering he had that three week stretch where he was outstanding outside of that, he's the Blake Bortles that we've known to come and not particularly love. On the other hand, like, look, the Chargers should be in the playoffs. They're a field goal kicker away from having 11 or 12 wins. And remember the, the Bills, they were trying to tank, or they, they were trying to shed some of the, uh, some of the previous bodies that were brought in from the previous regime, now they're in the playoffs. Is this, in your mind, going to give them an unreal sense of what they actually have with Tyrod Taylor? Well, I think what they have is I think they have an unbelievable coach in Sean McDermott, more than that. I mean, they benched Tyrod Taylor. They tried to go to, uh, you know, to the rookie. Uh, it was a disaster. They overcame all of it. They've got an injured running back right now, which is the biggest issue in, in you know, Shady McCoy. But if you watch it defensively, even against the Patriots, they have a great ability to keep everything in front of them. If you look at the players outside of maybe Tredavious White, 
maybe one or two other players. I mean, they're all castaways by the teams, and they've been molded into a really good defense. And they keep the score down, and they give themselves a chance. They run the ball very well. Um, you know, they brought in Juan Castillo to coach the offensive line. They have played well. Um, and they have cobbled the receiving core together. They're not great by any stretch. But when, you know, they're not giving up a lot of points, and they stay highly competitive in all these games, you get to 9-7 and seven and you can squeak into the playoffs. So I think it's a great coaching job by Sean McDermott. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's amazing, right? Amazing. He replaced Jim Johnson. It didn't work in Philadelphia. It did work in Carolina. But, and he has, I mean, he has shaped this thing into a really, really remarkable story. Baldy, great stuff. Happy New Year. Thanks so much for joining us. I know it's a, a wild day in the NFL. I can't wait to see more of your Baldy breakdowns from this past weekend as we get ready for the playoffs. Thanks for joining us. Thanks a lot, Doug. Appreciate it, man. Happy New Year to you, buddy. Same to you, Brian Baldinger, who does an outstanding job at the NFL Network. And of course, you hear him on national radio uh, calling calling the games. Uh, tonight could be. I uh, forget could be. Tonight is, honestly, the biggest night in SEC football history. I'll explain why. I'm Doug Gottlieb. That's next on the Dan Patrick Show. Size, speed, strength, agility, those are the tools you need if you want to go far. But when it comes to your car, you're going to need a lot more tools than that. Luckily, AutoZone has your back with the free Loan-A-Tool program. You can choose from over 100 specialty tools to help you get the job done right, free of charge. From brake jobs to engine rebuilds, get the one you need. Leave a deposit and bring back the tool when you're done. A 100 specialty tools there to help you. It's that simple. Make sure you get in the zone, AutoZone. When it comes to identity theft, you have a choice. You can rely on monitoring your credit and checking your bank statements, which is a bit like walking around with blinders on. Or you can take the blinders off and get LifeLock to see more. LifeLock is able to see things you might not be able to see, like your personal information being for sale on the dark web or someone getting an online payday loan in your name. LifeLock uses proprietary technology to detect and alert you to a wide range of threats. And if you have a problem... One of LifeLock's specialists will work to fix it. Of course, no one could prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But with LifeLock, you'll have identity theft protection that allows you to see more identity threats that you may otherwise miss. Membership starting at $9.99 a month plus applicable taxes. And you can get 10% off by using the promo code PATRICK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to LifeLock.com. Make sure you use the promo code PATRICK. That membership... Just under $10 a month plus taxes. LifeLock.com If you ever want to buy a house or a car, you're going to want to know your credit score. If there's a mistake on your credit reports, you could pay more in interest rates and fees than you have to. Where can you go online to quickly get your credit score and credit report for free? CreditKarma.com slash radio. Check it whenever you like. It's free and there's no catch. Don't get an unwanted surprise about your credit score. Go to creditkarma.com slash radio. That's creditkarma.com slash radio. Fox Sports trending now. Ian Rappaport of NFL Media reports that the Chicago Bears have fired head coach John Fox after three seasons and a 14-34 and record, including 5-11 and this year. 
The Detroit Lions this morning fired head coach Jim Caldwell after four seasons, despite three winning seasons, two playoff appearances, and his 563 winning percentage being the highest by a Lions head coach in the Super Bowl era. On Sunday, the Raiders fired head coach Jack Del Rio after three seasons. On the field Sunday, the Baltimore Ravens were less than a minute from making the playoffs, leading the Bengals by three with Cincinnati facing a fourth down and 12. Caught by Boyd. The 15, the 10, the 5. Touchdown! Tyler Boyd on fourth and 12. It's a 49-yard touchdown. And the Bengals lead. Dan Hoard the call on WLW despite a fan of apparently screaming into the crowd mic there. Anyway, that touchdown knocked the Ravens out of the playoffs and sent the Buffalo Bills to the playoffs for the first time in 18 years. Here's how it sounded in the Bills locker room as they watched that touchdown on TV. I'm Isaac Lohenkron. Ready to enjoy this? We got a barn burner here. We have drama. Yeah. There's a whole lot going on here. Anything can happen. This is Fox. Coming up, freaks. No. It's the sports and entertainment that you crave. I, I, I still can't get over it. Wow. 24 7, 365 days. You're adding even more drama to this. We're giving you what you need. And for the record, let me just lay it out. This is Fox Sports Radio. Sports with attitude. Doug Alderman for Dan, Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. All right, we'll get back to the NFL and uh, why we've actually seen what's going on in Philadelphia before and why it will not end well. Uh, tonight you have the college football playoffs. Semifinals. First one is uh, Oklahoma taking on Georgia. And I, look, I think it's a big game for Oklahoma. Uh, the Big 12, which has been much maligned uh, for their poor out of bowl performances and overall toughness defensively and whatever. Uh, plus, you know, Oklahoma since 2000 hasn't won a national championship. Uh, Texas is the last Big 12 team to win a national championship, and that was when they had Vince Young. After that, you know, no one is, no one has pushed through. Um, so I do think in terms of legitimizing the Big 12, it's, it's a big night for Oklahoma. It's a big night. But, but it, and look, I, I think the whole thing is stupid. Of the dumb things that we do, of the dumb things that we've always done is we somehow, uh, combine what one school does for an entire conference. For example, when Wisconsin beat Miami, it wasn't Wisconsin beat Miami. It was the Big Ten beating Miami. Remember, Miami's been a fraud all year. They lost their last three games. Pittsburgh on the road who stinks. Then they got stomped in the ACC championship game. They shouldn't have beat North Carolina. Shouldn't have beat Georgia Tech. Those were two miracles. If they don't, we look at the Miami win. We would look at the Miami game against Wisconsin. Go like, what's? What, why are we surprised by this? Like Miami was not good. They were not good. Um, or they were not elite. I mean, I like Mark Richt. I think he's got to turn in the right direction, but they're a quarterback away. Still, Alex Hornibrook was amazing in the Orange Bowl. That's the best I've ever seen him play. Part of it is I haven't actually seen him play that well, but he played really, really well. But we do this thing where it's not just that the the Big Ten had won every bowl game, which is true. 
But like, you know, that doesn't mean that every Big Ten team is better than every, like, Big 12 SEC team. Does mean, boy, the Pac-12 is not very good, man. On the other hand, with the the SEC had this run of seven straight national championships. And again, it wasn't just the SEC. Like, Kentucky doesn't get to lay claim to those. Vandy doesn't get to lay claim to those. Georgia, who's playing tonight, didn't win any of those. Tennessee didn't win and compete for any of those. Like, there's a whole Arkansas, A&M. Like, there's all those teams. They didn't, they don't lay claim to those games. But they do because that's what we do this time of year. That's what we do in the NCAA tournament. One win, one loss, and we make it, it, it defines the conference that that school plays in. I don't know why we do it, but that's what we do. It's crazy. Really, really crazy. Um, but tonight's a huge night for the SEC. Right? Most have already declared the reign of terror, the reign of dominance by the SEC over. Kaput. Like, look, I'm sorry that some football fans aren't smart enough to explain this to you, but there could very easily have been two Big Ten teams in the in the college football playoff. Very easily. And if you move two Big Ten teams in the college football playoff, you'd move the two SEC teams, for example, out of the college football playoff, or the SEC team and maybe Oklahoma, you move them out of there. And suddenly, the Big Ten's best remaining teams would play in the bowl games against the best SEC. You understand? Like, if Alabama is playing against Wisconsin, like, Alabama probably whoops Wisconsin's ass. Or Wisconsin could be playing this bowl game, so Alabama's playing Penn State. So some of the bowl record is deceiving because the top-level Big Ten teams, and there's four of them, Michigan's yet to play, there's four of them, um, are playing against the second-level either conference in the Pac-12 or the second-level teams from the Big 12, the Big Ten, the, the SEC, and the ACC. All that said... This is what we do. We define the conference based upon what you do. And if the SEC, who squeezed in Alabama, who got in Georgia, you know, surprised everybody after getting blown out by Auburn, and then, of course, uh, they get the win in the SEC championship game in a rematch against Auburn, to legitimize Georgia and legitimize Alabama. No, that's not. This is to re-legitimize the SEC. SEC wins, happy days are here again. SEC gets swept, SEC is overrated. So tonight's a huge night for the SEC. Massive, massive night for the SEC. Um, all right, we'll get back to the NFL upcoming next. We, we saw this script before where starting star young quarterback goes down with injury and what happened to their playoff team. Happened last year. But could there, I mean, the one team, like there's teams you don't want. Right now, I don't think anybody in football, and they're not going to play another game, wants to play the San Francisco 49ers. There's a team in the NFC that everybody wants to play. Tell you who that is. Plus, I'm sure somebody will be fired in the National Football League between now and then. That's upcoming next. I'm Doug Gottlieb. Happy New Year to you. You're listening to the Dan Patrick Show. 
Size, speed, strength, agility, those are the tools you need if you want to go far. But when it comes to your car, you're going to need a lot more tools than that. Luckily, AutoZone has your back with the free Loan-A-Tool program. You can choose from over 100 specialty tools to help you get the job done right, free of charge. From brake jobs to engine rebuilds, get the one you need. Leave a deposit and bring back the tool when you're done. A hundred specialty tools there to help you. It's that simple. Make sure you get in the zone, AutoZone. After months of study, I've come to a decision that this is the most excited I've been about a football season. More so than ever because of one word in that storyline. We've got teams with new receivers, rising star quarterbacks. You've got defensive studs ready to stop them. But with all of the excitement, there's only one place that lives up to the hype. Buffalo Wild Wings. Packed with fans there to watch sports, eat dozens of wings, and raise a glass for their team. It's a sports atmosphere like no other. It's ready for football. Buffalo Wild Wings Wings Beer Sports. If you had to decide who deserves to go to college, who would it be? A single mom coming back to class with dreams of being a nurse? Or a high school grad intent on a biotechnology career? A police officer learning more about homeland security? Or an out-of-work technician who needs new skills to get a job? Every American deserves a chance for a better future. And community colleges are that gateway for millions of Americans. Our communities and local businesses depend on the students we educate. Today, enrollment at community colleges is growing dramatically. But funding to serve these students is not keeping pace. We need your support to keep the door of opportunity open for all. Important futures are riding on community colleges, including our nation's. Community colleges, the face of America, the future of America. This message is from the American Association of Community. KKSE, Parker, Denver, home of the Nuggets, home of the Avalanche, Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station. Sports trending now. Ian Rappaport of NFL Media reports that the Chicago Bears have fired head coach John Fox after three seasons. The Detroit Lions this morning fired head coach Jim Caldwell after four seasons. Rappaport reports the Lions will interview Texans defensive coordinator Mike Vrabel and Patriots defensive coordinator Matt Patricia, a.k.a. the bearded guy. On Sunday, the Raiders fired head coach Jack Del Rio after three seasons. On the field Sunday, the Bengals stunned the Ravens 31-27 as Andy Dalton threw the game-winning 49-yard touchdown pass to Tyler Boyd with 44 seconds to play on a fourth down and 12, knocking the Ravens out of the playoffs and sending the Buffalo Bills to the playoffs for the first time in 18 seasons. I'm Isaac Lohenkron. This is Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. By and large, the teams that win championships are the teams that sign the best classes. There are guys that come out of nowhere and become superstars. But your chances of getting drafted are infinitely better if you are a four- or five-star prospect than they are if you are anything else. Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Weekday, 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on iHeartRadio. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Good luck picking a favorite in the college football Final Four. Traditionally, it's easy, Alabama versus the field. But the Crimson Tide had to slip into the playoffs this year after losing late in the season to Auburn. Now, they're obviously a good team, well-coached, but they haven't been quite as dominant as years past. But Clemson has proven 
it's not scared of facing Alabama with a title on the line. Of course, that was with Deshaun Watson under center. We'll see if the Tigers quarterback Kelly Bryant can provide the same kind of magic. Oklahoma has the best player left in the field. Baker Mayfield, the Heisman winner, is used to playing in big games, and he's as competitive as any player in the nation. And Georgia's formula of running the football and playing great defense has worked in the postseason. In other words, this year's playoffs, wide open. It's not ideal if you're in the media and you have to make a pick. But if you're a college football fan, you have to love it. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Size, speed, strength, agility, those are the tools you need if you want to go far. But when it comes to your car, you're going to need a lot more tools than that. Luckily, AutoZone has your back with the free Loan-A-Tool program. You can choose from over a 100 specialty tools to help you get the job done right, free of charge. From brake jobs to engine rebuilds, get the one you need. Leave a deposit and bring back the tool when you're done. A 100 specialty tools there to help you. It's that simple. Make sure you get in the zone. AutoZone. Any of you guys ever shop for a car online? I know Paulie has. Absolutely love to. You'd think with all the websites, it'd be easy to get the real price on a car that's actually sitting on the dealership lot. But with terms like sticker, invoice, rebates, things can get confusing pretty fast. And this is what I learned today. With True Car, you don't have to worry about these things. You configure the car you want, and you'll see what others paid for it. Get offers from True Car's certified dealers on actual inventory. Check out True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Ladies and gentlemen, I think you play Travis. I'll kick the coverage with Clay Travis is coming right for you. Vince McMahon has sold over 3 million shares of WWE. He has registered five different XFL trademarks as well as started a new LLC to potentially begin a new football league and attempt to bring back the XFL. And I was thinking to myself, okay, if I were starting a new football league, what would I do differently? I would play mid-June to late August because when the NBA Finals end in mid-June, there's not very much that happens in the world of sports from mid-June all the way till about September when college football usually kicks off. That's an open area. It's Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Weekday, 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on iHeartRadio. You need everything at the ready, so we've condensed it for you. You can see it coming. Just podcast it at FoxSportsRadio.com. Dude, come on. Shows, interviews, you name it. We've squeezed it. Oh, man. We appreciate it. Podcast it at FoxSportsRadio.com. The Dan Patrick Show. More Dan Patrick. More of the Dan Ness. More of the sports talk you've come to know and love. Tomorrow. Wait, what? Because what? today it's Doug Gottlieb. 
Don't give me that. Doug is the same guy who brought us this great moment. Doug Gottlieb took a pie to the face in the first hour. Counterpoint. Kevin Durant is the greatest player to ever play in the NBA, period. Stop. <laughs> I'm getting why people booed Doug in college. I get that. <laughs> but hey, you take the good with the bad. Social media was crushing Doug Gottlieb. Here he is in for Dan and the Danettes. It's Doug Gottlieb. The playoffs are set. Coaches are getting fired. Welcome to Black Monday. Oh, yeah, by the way, here in 2018, we got college football tonight. So you're going to have yourself, uh, hopefully, a very Merry Christmas, even a better New Year. I'm Doug Gottlieb in for Dan the Danettes. They're back tomorrow. TV back tomorrow as well. Tennessee, Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're Kansas City, you go from like 20 years not winning a playoff game to the Titans moonwalking their way into the playoffs. I'll take that if I'm the resurgent Chiefs. Atlanta against L.A., well, well, now that's, well, now that's interesting, right? Like, I don't think Atlanta beats the Rams in L.A. I don't think that's a, a likelihood, but it's a, a definite possibility. And then, at least a possibility, not a probability. Buffalo and Jacksonville, eh. Carolina, ooh, taking on New Orleans. Okay. Saints getting a home game in the playoffs. Feels like we know where most of this is going, right? Like Kansas City in New England again. Jacksonville in Pittsburgh again. Um, and then we'll see about the Rams and the Saints and whether or not they can uh, they can defend their home field. But there's a team that's sitting there waiting. Like, look, this happened last year. It happens almost every year, seemingly, to the Houston Texans where they lose a quarterback when they're good or they have Matt Schaub. Um, the Minnesota Vikings, of course, are playing with a backup in Case Keenum who has played as well or maybe not. He's played pretty well. I mean, look, Sam Bradford was outstanding week one of the season, but in terms of consistency, uh Keenum has been everything that Bradford was last year. Granted, Bradford had no offensive line last year. But the Vikings have been able to cobble this thing together despite losing Dalvin Cook, despite losing um, Sam Bradford. It's pretty amazing. Like two really good wide receivers. Kyle Rudolph's also a, a, a damn good tight end. When the offensive line is healthy, they're pretty good, and the defense is dynamic as hell. Like so, my level of confidence in the Vikings is not wavered. My level of confidence in Nick Foles and the Philadelphia Eagles. Like I don't know if you've been paying. Like Nick Foles, is like well, you know, look, we paid a bunch for a backup quarterback, and he's had success in Philadelphia, and he's even started a playoff game in Philadelphia before. But man, nothing about nothing about Nick Foles. Like Nick Foles. Um, this is one like one of those all-time backfires, right? Where you have what's the what's the expression, the literary expression? Well, best laid plans of mice and men often go awry. That's exactly what happened with the Philadelphia Eagles. Their, their plan was really smart one. It's the it's the one that everyone thinks you kind of want to do when you have the bye week. Hey, let's just play our starters until they look good. <clears throat> and then as soon as they look good, you get them out of the game. In basketball, you do this. When you have a blowout, you're like, all right, we're going to run a play for each different guy, get everybody a bucket, and then we get them the hell off the court and get them rested for tomorrow's game. Right? That's what the Eagles did. Foles was awful. Awful. Pathetic. I mean, in many ways, Nate Sudfeld was better. Was better. Uh but the look that and the Eagles defense is good 
and maybe they can run the football. But this feels like, I don't know, Derek, the Derek Carr parallel is similar, but there's some similarities to it where Derek Carr last year, some people thought NFL's MVP. And I will grant it, Raider fans, like, hey, our defense, or the Eagle fans, our defense is way better than the Raiders' defense last year. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but in all honesty, like the Raiders' offensive weaponry last year, at least in terms of wide receivers on paper, was better than the Eagles, so they should have been able to pick up a backup quarterback better. But is there is there a team with less, a home team with less confidence in what they're going to look like? Maybe in the history of the league, how about a second weekend team? They get a bye. And everybody wants to. Who doesn't want to play the Eagles? I mean, the crowds can be vicious, but crowds don't win games. The defense can be nasty, but, I mean, you are you only got one side of the football. So I, And then Brian Baldinger brought up the Nate Sudfeld thing. This, Brian Baldinger from the NFL Network joined us last hour. He had this to say about what's going on in Philadelphia. Not only... Is Nick Foles not confident? But you can have a legitimate quarterback controversy with a quarterback that has never started a game, and they fight so. Who came in against the Cowboys' number one defense and played much better? In six days, Nick Foles is 0 for 14 on third down passing. I mean, you know, there's no reason to be confident. Couldn't catch a shotgun snap. I don't know if it's fixable. I know they're talking to personnel people with Eagles. They feel they they have to unleash a rushing attack unlike any that they've ever unleashed this year. So basically hiding cover for the play with Foles right now. Mm. Mm. You know, it, it it is fascinating, right? Like the Bills uh the the Bills were kind of fed up with or saw the limitations to Tyrod Taylor, tried to bench him. Obviously we know how that worked out. Blaine Gabbert has regressed back to the Blaine Gabbert mean after three great weeks. The last couple weeks have not been good. Cam Newton was atrocious yesterday. He was atrocious. Now look, maybe the good Cam Newton reappears in New Orleans, but he was he was bad. There's, there's no two ways about it. I mean, fascinating here that in a league in which is quarterback driven, I'm giving you uh, I'm giving you a couple options of teams that are in the playoffs to which the quarterbacks are driving you crazy, not driving the team. Well, this is really remarkable, and uh, people gave Foles a, a remember last time in Philadelphia that was with a different offense. It was the first year with that offense, and we all thought that he'd been Jeff Fisher, right? Isn't that what isn't that what happened to, to to Foles? Is he got Fishered? I mean, look, it's what happened uh, to the other two Ram Ram quarterbacks. I mean, Case Keenum, he got Jeff Fisher. Case Keenum appears to be pretty good, fine, like you know, decent starting quarterback. He wasn't when he was with the Rams last year. Jared Goff, and granted, he's a year older and has better weaponry and has a better play caller, but he got Jeff Fisher. Jeff Fisher hired an incompetent offensive coordinator or a young quarterback. But Nick Foles is exactly what you thought he was if you take away that one year in Philadelphia. And man, the Philadelphia Eagles, like, I don't think you can start Sudfeld, but I don't think it's crazy to think that you could see Sudfeld at some point in the playoffs because that's how bad and how lacking of confidence Nick Foles appears to be. 
Uh, Bruce Feldman's going to join us uh, upcoming later on this hour. Um, I want to get John Gruden is going to call the Monday night football game. All the rumors are that John Gruden apparently is going to be the next head coach of the Raiders. I'll play for you upcoming what uh, what Derek Carr said about those rumors. That's the quarterback of the Oakland Raiders. But I continue to t- contend that what we saw yesterday um, only proves that the New England Patriots executed one of the worst trades in the history of the National Football League. I'll tell you what that is upcoming next. I'm Doug Gottlieb in for Dan. This is the Dan Patrick Show. Size, speed, strength, agility, those are the tools you need if you want to go far. But when it comes to your car, you're going to need a lot more tools than that. Luckily, AutoZone has your back with the free Loan-A-Tool program. You can choose from over 100 specialty tools to help you get the job done right, free of charge. From brake jobs to engine rebuilds, get the one you need. Leave a deposit and bring back the tool when you're done. A 100 specialty tools there to help you. It's that simple. Make sure you get in the zone. AutoZone. Any of you guys ever shop for a car online? I know Paulie has. Absolutely love to. You'd think with all the websites, it'd be easy to get the real price on a car that's actually sitting on the dealership lot. But with terms like sticker, invoice, rebates, things can get confusing pretty fast. And this is what I learned today. With True Car, you don't have to worry about these things. You configure the car you want, and you'll see what others paid for it. Get offers from True Car's certified dealers on actual inventory. Check out True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. The people at LifeLock want to remind you that there's a lot more to identity theft than you may have thought. Monitoring your credit or checking your bank statements may offer you some protection, but they only offer a limited view of what's actually going on with your identity. You may not be able to detect if your personal information is for sale on the dark web. If somebody gets a payday loan in your name or even a thief takes over your 401K, it can happen. That's why there's LifeLock. They use proprietary technology to alert you to a wider range of identity threats. If you have a problem, one of their U.S.-based identity restoration specialists will work to fix it. Of course, no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But with LifeLock, you can see more identity threats that you may otherwise miss. Join now. Get a 10% discount by using the promo code PATRICK. All you do is call 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to their website at lifelock.com. Use the promo code PATRICK. That's Patrick at checkout to save 10% now at lifelock.com. Fox Sports trending now. Ian Rappaport of NFL Media reports that the Chicago Bears have fired head coach John Fox after three seasons, all ending with at least ten losses. The Detroit Lions this morning fired head coach Jim Caldwell after four seasons. Meanwhile, the Cincinnati Inquirer just reported that no decision has been made about Marvin Lewis's future with the Bengals and that both parties may wait until Tuesday to do so. On Sunday, the Raiders fired head coach Jack Del Rio after three seasons. 
On the field Sunday, the Ravens were less than a minute away from making the playoffs, leading the Bengals 27-24, with Cincinnati facing a 4th and 12 at the Raven 49. Pros, yeah. caught by Boyd, to the 15, the 10, yeah. the 5, touchdown! Tyler Boyd, on 4th and 12, Man. it's a 49-yard touchdown, Ooh, and the Bengals lead! Dan Horde the call on WLW, that knocked the Ravens out and sent the Buffalo Bills to the playoffs for the first time in 18 seasons. Here's how it sounded in the Bills locker room as they watched the Bengals game-winning touchdown unfold live. I'm Isaac Lohenkron. From Ben Maller to Clay Travis. That is A plus smack talk. From Dan Patrick to Colin Cowherd. Stop. He's all over the map. From Rich Eisen to Doug Gottlieb. I'm telling you what happened. Okay. From Steve Gorman to JT the Rick and Jason Smith. Take off your jock strap. Okay. From morning through the late night. Hey, hey, how you doing, brother? This is Fox Sports Radio. For Dan, Dan Patrick Show. Giants have now submitted requests. Uh, this will be Adam Schefter to interview Patriots DC, Matt Patricia, and OC Josh McDaniels for their head coaching job. This could be a Patricia's landing spot, I, I actually think, and, and obviously both the rumored to be involved with the Lions. I've heard McDaniels to the to the Giants. I know that's not what uh, the NFL guys are reporting, and of course they do a great job of uh, of reporting their sport. Uh, whether it's La Canfora or Jay Glazer or Albert Breer or uh, Adam Schefter, uh, I've just uh, I heard that that McDaniel's was people were thinking McDaniel's was going to get that job. So we'll we'll see what happens. Like, look, this fascinating fascinating stuff in the NFL. You know, like there's the the, the question of the Giants. The Giants Redskins game was amazing yesterday. Amazing. The Kirk Cousins is no longer under contract unless they want to franchise him again, and he played terribly. In many ways, um, some of it, there's a little bit of self-fulfilling prophecy there, right, for the Redskins? Like, the Redskins are like, well, Kirk Cousins can't carry a team. And they're right, but I'm not sure anybody can carry a team considering, like, what is his weaponry? Like, I almost, I don't feel sympathy for Kirk Cousins because he made $45 million or so, or so guaranteed the last two years, and he'll make... Whatever he signs for this year, like you'll end up making the sixty or seventy million guaranteed over the first three years of his deal that he thought he was entitled to going back two years ago. But like if you're the Redskins, you're sitting there watching yesterday against the Giants going, See, see he's not any good. Told ya. But then you're kind of in the same spot you know, you don't have a quarterback. So I'm not really sure they're in a better spot, but they're, that's the spot they'll be in. And then you watch on the other side, and you're like, all right, so it's well, – who goes to Denver? Like, you would think Cousins goes to Denver because he's younger and he's been better. On the other hand, it worked out so well for Peyton, you know, especially the first couple years. The last year, they just kind of limped to the finish. And you'd think if you have anybody who's decent at quarterback – 
with a, likely a new head coach. Um, Denver could be back to being a playoff team. I, I, I kind of think though that like it's it's fascinating. And then Seattle gets uh, C- Seattle. They they win, but they kind of lost, right? Like we know Seattle. They're out of the playoffs. They're going to have to gut that thing. So who goes to Arizona as a quarterback? Who goes to Denver as a quarterback? And boy, you know, and will we see other teams pull the Kansas City, which is you got a quarterback, he's fine, but go get one in the draft and make him the heir apparent. And Pat Mahomes looked like the heir apparent. Pat Mahomes looked like, man, maybe we should have started him the whole year. Because you kind of know what you're going to get from Alex Smith here as we get into the playoffs. But fascinating day in football, man. Oh, it was so good. It was so good, and there's like a certain preseason element to it. Be like, you have no idea who's going to play. You have no idea who really. Like, you know, like the Falcons needed to win. You know, they were going to take it seriously. The Chargers need to win. They were going to take it seriously. Patriots took it semi seriously. Um, the, the Steelers did not, and still won. And still won. Um. So I, I, I don't know. I, kind of amazing to me. Uh, the shape the Eagles are in, in spite of their record and in spite of home field advantage throughout, kind of amazing to me how uh, the Bills snuck in the playoffs, and you wonder if the Bills end up, if they're kind of kidding themselves, right? Like, they wanted to move on from Tyrod anyway, and now they're in the playoffs the first time in 18 years. And then out west, the game, look, the Rams, it probably works out better their seeding anyway as a four seed. But the Rams lose at home to the San Francisco 49ers. And Jimmy Garoppolo was really good again. He, he did have two interceptions. But you start to... I mean, one of the things going on in Seattle and maybe in Arizona is now they each the Rams and the... And the Niners have two young quarterbacks, and everybody thinks the Niners are going to be next year's turnaround team, as they've already been the turnaround team. Right? Yet Garoppolo hadn't lost a game. And I, I know that Garoppolo was going to be a free agent, and he didn't want to sign a new contract, and they didn't want to franchise him. So I know that diminished his value some. I know they didn't want to send him to Cleveland. Um, I know there are some other places that he probably didn't want to go. But how, like... And, you know, maybe they wouldn't send him to an AFC team, right? Like, I'm not going to give you to Denver. I'm not going to give you to Denver. I'm not going to give you to, but you mean to tell me Arizona couldn't have ponied up a first-round draft pick? You mean to tell me that the Niners couldn't have ponied up a first-round draft pick? I mean, look, look around football, and I don't know who I should be more upset with. Other teams are not being willing to part with their pick. Like, if you're the New York Giants, and I'll grant you, the New York Giants are sitting there and Jerry Reese, now he's out of a job. But before the trade deadline, you had to know that Eli was past his prime and the Giants have a great relationship with Belichick. The fact that no one else had the balls to make this move in the NFC. Or are you more upset with the Patriots who, a second round pick? I know you're going to have to pay him, and I know you were only going to see him for half a season, and maybe you weren't totally sold. But if you're the Patriots, you've had him for four years. You had to know you were giving away a potential star quarterback. If that's what you're giving up, you got to hold on to him. 
No, 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 we're not coming off for a first. You still could have gotten a second-round pick at some point before the, uh, the the season's end, the official year end of the NFL, which is March. So kind of amazing what took place. A second-round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo is just I mean, that's like, hey, we'll take whatever back in return. I'll give you a second-round pick. Sure. That's like when you a lot of you guys are out and about before the bowl games start. You know, you're taking back things you got for the holidays, right? Like if somebody bought you clothes and it doesn't really fit, you're like, man, I put on a couple pounds. I'm not a medium anymore. I'm a large. And you go back like, sir, well, that thing's on sale, and you don't have a receipt. You're like, look, you just give me 20 bucks back. That's fine. I'll get it. I'll put it on my Starbucks card. That's good enough. That's basically what the Patriots did for Jimmy Garoppolo. What do you give me? All I got is five bucks. Okay. I know it's worth a hundred, but I'll take five. I mean, feels like a terrible trade. A terrible, terrible trade. All right. We'll get you ready for, uh, the college football playoff upcoming next. Uh, Baker Mayfield, not dying, is alive. But we'll get a sense of, like, look, that is, it's going to be loud, it's going to be hairy, it's going to be a really good Georgia defense, any cause for concern over his sickness. And what about that uh, depleted Oklahoma defensive backfield? How will they fare against the Georgia Bulldogs' stout running game? And then we got Alabama and Clemson. And you know what I've heard with people say, well, like, listen, I like Alabama, I trust them more because they have Jalen Hurts at quarterback. Like, hmm, I've watched Jalen Hurts. Don't know why he's supposedly better than Kelly Bryant. But because he's quarterback of Alabama, like, he's not great. Is there an advantage at all for Bama? Because it feels like Clemson is their equal, especially up front defensively. Bruce Feldman from SI and Fox Sports will join us as we get you ready for the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl. That's upcoming next. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is the Dan Patrick Show. Let's look at the Mount Rushmore of broadcasters. Dick Enberg is on there ahead of anybody else you want to put on there. But you want to put the guys alongside him, and I'll go here. Dick Enberg, Howard Cosell, you know, you loved him, you hated Howard Cosell. He was a different broadcaster. So I'll go Enberg, I'll go Cosell. I will also go Keith Jackson. The long and illustrious career he had calling college football games, and there was no voice more soothing than hearing Keith Jackson call a college football game. And lastly on there, I'll go with Vin Scully. Vin Scully spent most of the time, the last 20, 30 years of of his career, just with the Dodgers. He had had a huge national career before. So I'll go with the four of them on the Mount Rushmore broadcast. You're listening to Jason Smith. Don't overthink it. Weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. 
Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover guitar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. There are quite literally dozens of words referring to a woman's breasts. Some whimsical, some unflattering or crude. But one thing is clear. Americans seem obsessed with this part of the female anatomy. Sometimes an obsession can prove positive, like when it promotes greater awareness and increased funding to fight breast cancer. Unfortunately, another kind of cancer causes almost twice as many deaths among women. That's why we'd appreciate it if the next time you referred to a woman's pair of lungs, you actually meant her lungs. Lung cancer kills over 70,000 women a year. And while lung cancer rates have decreased for men in the last 20 years, they've been rising for women. So talk to your friends, family, and doctor. Obsess all you want over that set of lungs you can't live without. For answers to questions, log on to our website, nationallungcancerpartnership.org. The National Lung Cancer Partnership. Women. Research. Change. Listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show. There is something powerful to bowl games. I don't know why more people don't get it about college sports. I saw a cornerback from Louisville isn't going to play in their bowl game, the Tax Slayer Bowl. College sports exist basically for three reasons. One, it creates opportunities for guys to keep playing in college while getting a degree. Two, it allows alums to have some sort of pride and come back and be like, oh, our football team, like they represent all of us. And three, as a promotional tool for the university and for the players in that university. It's kind of simple. That's all this is. So you can sit out of a bowl game, but you're basically sitting out of a two-hour promo for what you can do. The Doug Gottlieb Show. He's good. You know, he really is. Weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. On Fox Sports Radio. Doug Gottlieb for the boys, for Dan Patrick, Dan Patrick Show, and the uh, Danettes. You know what's interesting about Baker Mayfield? So Baker Mayfield tonight, Heisman Trophy winner, quarterback, two-time walk-on, right? Walked on at Texas Tech. Walked on at Oklahoma. Won the job at both places. Has not lost a true road game in his college, in his Oklahoma uh, career hasn't lost such a road game. Now this is not a road game. This is a neutral site game. And when Oklahoma was last in the college football playoff, frankly, he forced it. And look, I, I know people want him to be. They want him to be uh, Russell Wilson. He's not. They want him to be uh, Drew Brees. He's not. Uh, there are some similarities there to Johnny Manziel. Same offense. Um, I don't think he's nearly the problem. Off the field, I don't think he surrounds himself with the type of sycophants that uh, that Johnny did with Johnny's family and his, his, his buddies or whatever. Like my friends at at Oklahoma tell me, like he's a good dude, everybody likes to play for. Whereas um, when when 
Johnny Manziel was at A&M, that wasn't what I heard from people around the A&M program. Nonetheless, this is, we do make judgments, no matter what scouts say, like, no, no, we don't make judgments based upon, you know, one college football game. Like, look, if he lights up Georgia and lights up Alabama or Clemson, like, that's a dude who's going to look like a first-round draft pick. And if he doesn't, if he's bad tonight, or if he's just okay and they win and then he's bad uh, against Clemson or Alabama, I think people, like, they'll start to go back to the he's small. You know, there's been, there's like two quarterbacks from the big spread era quarterbacks in the Big 12 that have done Andy Dalton and um, Sam Bradford, right? That's that's it. Those are the, the Big 12 spread era quarterbacks that are currently in the NFL. Bradford's career, I think, is actually, he's actually way better than people perceive, but he hasn't been able to stay healthy. And then Andy Dalton's been fine. Fine for a second-round pick, okay, pretty good, but we know the limitations of Andy Dalton. Like, if that's what you're shooting for, that's not a top 15 pick. So a, a lot going into the game, a lot going into the game for Baker Mayfield. And then there's the, hey, at some point, the Big 12 needs to win a game in this thing to legitimize itself as a conference. And the SEC could really use a win or two tonight as well. Let's welcome in Bruce Feldman. You uh, read his work in Sports Illustrated. You see his work on uh, Fox Sports covering college football. Bruce, who who do you think of tonight's games? Who's it biggest for? You know, I think it's biggest for Oklahoma and and certainly the Big Twelve for the reasons you laid out. Um, I think that there's a perception that they don't play any defense, and that fair or unfair, that's out there. I mean, look, Gary Patterson's a great defensive coach, but for the Big Twelve, they can't hang their hat on on, on TCU. You know, they, they need either Oklahoma or Texas really to, to, to rise up. And a couple of years ago, Oklahoma, you know, people forget that they played Clemson in the, uh, in the Orange Bowl. And that was a good game in the first half. And then all of a sudden the second half, it went completely south. So I think this is a different Oklahoma team. I think Baker's in a different place than he was then too. Um, I think Oklahoma's going to respond really well today. Um, okay. Let's, let's get to the SEC. Like, look, I think a little bit of the Big Ten narrative that the Big Ten's now undefeated in bowl games, while it's super impressive, like because you take the top two SEC teams out, because you take Oklahoma out, it kind of shifts some of who they're playing against. So some of those matchups are highly fair. And I think Miami, frankly, Miami was kind of a fraud. I mean, they weren't, they weren't a top ten team. They should have lost to Georgia Tech or North Carolina or both. And if they did, we would look at them completely differently. That said, Big Ten's been really good. And people are now pointing out, hey, the reign of terror is over for the SEC. Isn't it, isn't it incumbent upon the SEC because this is kind of the way it works to at least win one, if not two of these games, to uh, resubmit itself as the dominant conference in college football? Yeah, I mean, certainly, and, and even, yeah, unless you play in Notre, Notre Dame today, that's also going to get attention. I don't think people put as much stock into where South Carolina is. I mean, certainly Auburn has a, has a big game. Um, you know, if they, they go win four of the five games, these are the headline games that will get attention. But I think, the, you know, to me, the biggest issue with the SEC has just been the really suspect quarterback play for the last couple of years. And you look, and I, again, I would, you know, use this Georgia-Clemson matchup. I think there's some, you know, starting with Roquan Smith, there's some real talent on the, on the Georgia defense. But when you look, what good quarterbacks have they really had to deal with? 
played Drew Locke in Missouri, but beyond that, they haven't seen really much of anything. So I think we're going to find out about this, and I think this is a, quite honestly, a, you know, it was a question of of where the SEC is this year. A lot of this is cyclical, and when you look at at how the Big Ten has emerged, the Big Ten's emerged in large part because they hired some outstanding coaches. You know, started with Urban Meyer, James Franklin, Jim Harbaugh. You know, I think Paul Chris has done a good job, and now we're seeing Scott Frost coming to Nebraska, and I'm excited to see what happens there. So, and you already had Mark Antonio in there, so that that matches up. Probably nobody has a better group of you know top five coaches than what the Big Ten has. I, I agree with you. It is one of those things. Like, is coaches is coaches compensation out of control? I guess, but the, you know, if you hire a really good one. The wins kind of seem to seem to follow. Um, let's get to Alabama and Clemson. I, I get that we haven't seen Kelly Bryant on this big a stage yet, and we have seen Jalen Hurts on this big a stage going back to last year. But am I missing something? Has there been some? Has there been some kind of profound change in Jalen Hurts? Like I still see him as a wildly erratic passer who does make some big plays sometimes with his arm, but often with his feet. Like, I, I don't see much difference in the two quarterbacks. Do you? Not much. You know, I, I don't either. Um, and I remember being at the, the game last year in the playoff where it hurts almost through a bad, you know, what looked like it could have been a pick six against Washington. Washington had a great secondary. And Alabama didn't mess with that, that passing game too much more after that. They're like, you know what, we can do our damage in the run game. Our defense will, will, will win the day. And that's what happened. And then they faced a really, really, you know, elite quarterback. And obviously, you know, we saw Deshaun Watson beat them. I don't think this Alabama team, I don't think, and I'm not sure anybody can say definitively, is that is, is even as good as the one last year. It's not to say Jalen Hurts hasn't gotten better because he's, you know, now a sophomore. But I still, you know, I look at it, I don't have that much, you know, I don't have a, that great of a read on Clemson, to be honest. Um, there, I know they got a great defensive line, but I think the thing that, I, part of the reason why I like Clemson in this match is that I just think they look like they're a team that seems much more comfortable in its identity right now than where Alabama is. You know, and we just haven't seen Alabama, you know, really make a, you know, a real statement against anybody of note this year. Uh, Penn State made a statement of note, and then Saquon Barkley released a statement shortly after, I think early yesterday, saying he's going to enter the NFL draft. Most people think he'll be a top five, top five pick, uh, maybe even a top two or three pick. Uh, what are you hearing on the Rosen and Darnold front? Uh, Josh Rosen is gone. I mean, I people I I trust who are inside UCLA know that decision has been made, and and uh, you know I you know, he's moving on. Sam Darnold, you know, I was told last week was a 50-50 thing, and I don't know if getting, you know, slammed around by Ohio State's D-line made him think more likely to leave and say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a pounding like this, uh, then I, you know, maybe I should, I'm going to get paid either way. You know, I'm going to get paid whether it's 2018 as a top 10 pick or in 2019. Um you know, the, the one thing, the two things that I think, you know, need to be kind of figured out on that, and I'm sure he's doing that right now, is, first of all, I think USC had really young receivers and a patchwork offensive line. I think both of those will be better uh, next year, but how much will he develop more? And I think that's something he's got to he's got to decide, because whether, he, it's not like he's, he's going to get a first-round grade, I, I'm almost sure of it, just because 
because his playmaking ability and a lot of the physical talent. I mean, when I talked to Clay Helton two weeks ago, they were talking about, you know, they were soon to get his great evaluation. But I think it really comes back to, you know, does Sam feel like he wants to, to be a USC Trojan for one more year and live that life? Because he actually, he's still pretty young as a quarterback. He's only really played less than two full seasons. So I think in his development, I think that's the stuff that he's, he's going to really lean on some people and figure out what's best for him. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know if you saw him running for his life against that Ohio State, you know, front four, uh, and considering what a jumbled mess that kind of offensive play calling staff has been, I, I can't see Sam Darnold signing up for another year of that. I just, I can't. Like, do I? I, I think Darnold probably wants to come back, but I think he's like, man, our offense is a mess, and. My stock's not going to be higher, and I just I kind of think I got to go. Yeah, I mean, look, I think you're thinking of it as a as a, as a you know guy in your 30s, and you know, I think that from his perspective, do we know that the offense is going to be you know some of that may have been resolved a little bit. You know, Tyson Elton's moved on to Tennessee. We'll, we'll see. I don't, I don't know exactly what the direction the USC. And I'm sure Clay Elton's going to make up. You know, this is a big recruit for him. To make a present, you know, pitch to Sam Darnold, say, okay, this is why, you know, why it would benefit you to stay just one more year. And I think again, he's got some stuff he needs to clean up. Um, you know, people are going to talk about his wind up and his, his long delivery, but I think it's as much just ball security. And that was an issue when he first got to, you know, started rolling last year when a lot of good things happened in 2016 for him. But it's still an issue. We saw that on Ohio State. It's not to say he can't clean it up in the NFL, but. I think they're, you know, he is still, still pretty raw. And the question, I think, again, is, you know, does he feel like this, that he can develop it that way at USC? Because he's not going to see defensive lines like Ohio State again next year. He may see it once, but I wouldn't say just because he was running for his life against, you know, arguably the best defensive line in the country, he's not going to see that in the Pac-12 next year. No, I, I, I got it. Uh, what about the Pac-12? I mean, look, I, I get that they had some bad matchups. I thought Washington kind of bounced back from a couple of early kind of punches to the jaw. Um, USC seemed overwhelmed. And I know, like, look, UCLA doesn't have Josh Rosen. They go through a coaching change. Nobody's going to be good like that. But when, when you have the worst bowl record in bowl history for a major conference, right? I mean, like, this is awful. Uh, it, how, how fixable is that overall as a league? Well, the best thing that happened to you, to, you, to the whole conference is at least you can say Chip Kelly's coming in. And that, that will get people excited that one of your need to be flagship programs. But for a, for a conference that had so many, you know, elite level quarterback talents, you know, it didn't show up now. Josh Rosen didn't get to play in the bowl game. Uh, Luke Falk, you know, his 2017 was a big disappointment. He played injured and then he didn't even play in the, against Michigan State, and those were, you know, some of the games that people were really focused in on. I mean, you know, you look at, I mean, we did the Arizona-Purdue game. Arizona almost won that game. I think some of the things were just kind of just played out. Unfortunately, it can go 50-50. It went the wrong way. But, I mean, if you look at the, at the Pac-12 as a whole, um, it was a dud of a year. I mean, people were trying to make some case. I remember at one point, like, the – the playoff show guys at ESPN were trying to make a case for USC, and I'm like, I don't see it at all. I mean, no. they had two wins over a you know pretty good Stanford team, and then after that, they got just absolutely destroyed by Notre Dame. 
I mean, just blown off the field, and they lost in Pullman. And, I mean, that was your best team. It just was, you know, Washington was hobbled for most of the year with injury, and they never seemed to really get past it. And, uh, you know, they, thank Kevin for Kyle Whittingham. They would have got the over. I mean, and that was, a, to be honest, that was a completely depleted West Virginia team that they faced. I mean, I would have been shocked if they would have lost that game. So, you know, it was a bad year, and it was also a bad year off the field for them as well with a lot of stuff that went on in the Pac-12. Bruce Feldman, uh, college football playoff tonight. Of course, uh, you can uh, follow him on Twitter. You should do so. You should read his work in Sports Illustrated. You'll see him on Fox Sports. Bruce, enjoy tonight's football. Look forward to catching up with you really, really soon. My pleasure. Thanks, Doug. Happy New Year. All right. Pleasure is mine. Doug Gottlieb filling in for Dan Patrick. Uh, you got his kind of sense of Oklahoma would play well, and for no reason other than he's not huge on Alabama, he seems to like Clemson tonight. The biggest and most interesting news of the day comes from a team that had a terrible season and lost a quasi-home game last night. Tell you what that is, upcoming next on the Dan Patrick Show. After months of study, I've come to a decision that this is the most excited I've been about a football season. More so than ever because of one word in that storyline. We've got teams with new receivers, rising star quarterbacks. You've got defensive studs ready to stop them. But with all of the excitement, there's only one place that lives up to the hype. Buffalo Wild Wings. Packed with fans there to watch sports, eat dozens of wings, and raise a glass for their team. It's a sports atmosphere like no other. It's ready for football. Buffalo Wild Wings, Wings Beer Sports. Making a New Year's resolution is one thing. Sticking to it is something completely different. You, know, you say you're going to get to the gym more often. You're going to eat less bad food. How about you're going to make sure you get a great night's sleep? Most Americans get less than the recommended seven to eight hours of sleep a night. And if that's you, science proves that getting more sleep will make it easier to hold fast to your goals. My sleep number setting is 60. The point I'm getting at is sleep number beds are ready for you. Are you ready for a sleep number bed? You should. You can choose the ideal comfort and support on each side of the bed, so it's perfect bed for couples. Newest beds are so smart, they actually sense your every move and automatically adjust so you stay sleeping comfortably throughout the night. They even have an adjustment for snoring. Does your bed do that? My sleep number setting is 60. Don't miss out on the best bed for couples at the lowest prices of the season going on now. Come in, save $400 to $700 on the most popular sleep number mattresses. You'll only find sleep number at sleepnumber.com slash Patrick or any of the 550 stores nationwide. Any of you guys ever shop for a car online? I know Paulie has. Absolutely love to. You'd think with all the websites it'd be easy to get the real price on a car that's actually sitting on the dealership lot. But with terms like sticker, invoice, rebates, things can get confusing pretty fast. And this is what I learned today. With True Car, you don't have to worry about these things. You configure the car you want and you'll see what others paid for it. Get offers from True Car's certified dealers on actual invoices. Inventoring. Check out True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Fox Sports trending now. Ian Rappaport of NFL Media reports that the Chicago Bears have fired head coach John Fox after three seasons. 
The Detroit Lions this morning fired head coach Jim Caldwell after four seasons. Rappaport reports that the Lions will interview Texans defensive coordinator Mike Vrabel and Patriots defensive coordinator Matt Patricia. Adam Schefter reports that the Giants have submitted requests to interview Patricia and Patriots offensive coordinator Josh McDaniels for their head coaching job. Meanwhile, the Cincinnati Inquirer reports that no decision has been made about Marvin Lewis's future with the Bengals and that both parties may wait until Tuesday to do so. On Sunday, the Raiders fired head coach Jack Del Rio after three seasons. On the field Sunday, the Baltimore Ravens were less than a minute away from making the playoffs, leading the Bengals by three, with Cincinnati facing a fourth down and 12. Throws, yeah. caught by Boyd, the 15, the 10, yeah. the 5, touchdown, Tyler Boyd on 4th and 12, Man. it's a 49-yard touchdown, Ooh, and the Bengals lead. Dan Hoard the call on WLW, that touchdown knocked the Ravens out of the playoffs and sent the Buffalo Bills to the playoffs for the first time in 18 years. I'm Isaac Lohenkron. We are Attention listeners. After the biggest events. It could be one of the biggest stories I've ever covered in my career. You know the biggest stars check in with us. The coach, Bill Belichick with us. James Harrison, what was the reasoning behind the signing? It was available. It's hard to get players at this time of year that have that kind of ability to help a team. And we'll see how it goes. We get them all for you, the fans. Right here. We are chasing a breaking story right now. This is Fox Sports Radio. Doug Allen for Dan, Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. Um, gonna be interesting to see, like, look. And it's gonna be fascinating to see what happens. Usually what happens with coaches is, you hire the opposite of what you had before, right? But we all assume this Gruden thing is going to be a reality. I saw Ian Rappaport tweet out, "Hey, last year this time the Colts and uh, the, the Colts had Jim Irsay had John Gruden on his plane, and they thought that deal was done. They couldn't get it done. So the idea that the the Gruden thing is done, hey, he's been close before and hasn't pulled the trigger." And I was, I've always operated on the assumption Gruden was coming back, but I thought it would be the Cowboys or the Green Bay Packers. And it's, it's interesting that the Green Bay Packers, I do not believe, are firing Mike McCarthy. Um, although there are some Packer fans that think it wouldn't be a bad thing. And the Cowboys, who some people think you gotta fire Jason Garrett. Garrett obviously gonna survive because if Dak doesn't get suspended, it's not his fault that Dez suddenly can't catch a football. He gets another year because they were so good last year, so productive last year, even with a rookie starting quarterback. So the Gruden thing is not done, but it appears to be close to done. He's going to call the game this weekend, which is smart. That's absolutely smart. One, it allows them to do the Rooney Rule thing where they're going to have to, would you like to be an African-American head coach interview for that job knowing you're not going to get it? I would still do it. It's a conversation worth having with Reggie McKenzie. Blow Reggie McKenzie away. I mean, you absolutely, anybody says like, well, why would you do that interview? You're not going to get the job. You do it because it gives you experience in an interview. Oh, I wouldn't do it. I'm not getting the job. 
First, you don't know if you're not getting the job. Everybody thinks the Gruden thing is done. Until the ink is dry, that thing is not done. It ain't done until it's, you know, the, the um, Yogi Berra-ism, it ain't over until it's over? Yeah, listen, in coaching searches and coaching hires, it ain't done until it's done. And even sometimes then, it still ain't done. So, um, look, I'm skeptical more because it's the Raiders than I am because it's Gruden. I'll be interested to see who he hires. But I do think that the one thing that's different, there's all different levels of football analysts. There are some guys that are, here's what I call them, and we have this in basketball, which I cover. There's some guys that are commentators, which they make comments about the games, and they can be very interesting comments. I'm not trying to diminish what many commentators have done. There's commentators and personalities, right? A commentator sees something and comments and says something maybe interesting, maybe clever, maybe funny, maybe energetic. A personality, their personality, that's like, you know, Bill Walton. I'd say Vital is more personality. Right? There, are, there are commentators and their personalities. And then there are analysts. Right? Guys who are uh, mavens, really. Right? That's really what Gruden is. Gruden's a maven. He's a champion of the sport, champion of the game, involved at the youth level. He likes to go tinker with the college level. And then, of course, and he goes to college games. And then, of course, he's been around the league, and he studies it, and he studies the draft. I mean, I, 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 like, I understand this, like, well, he ain't coached, and he ain't done anything, and he ain't. But, yeah, but he's, it's actually more valuable when you're an analyst that if you truly in, engross yourself in it, it's actually way more valuable than being like an assistant coach on somebody's staff or even some of these other head coaches are sitting out. Some guys are just like, you know, I'm good. If they call me. I can figure it out. I can put together a good presentation. I'll hire a good staff. There's John Gruden. He's like, man, he's all about football. He's like uncomfortably about football. So I know there's Dick Vermeil on one end and on the other, um, you know, John Madden never came back, even though there were opportunities for him to do so. There's Joe Gibbs. There's the famous Joe Gibbs where Joe Gibbs, when he came back to the Redskins, remember Joe Gibbs, and Joe Gibbs won Super Bowls with the Redskins. Then he left and started his NASCAR thing. Then he came back um, to, to help rebuild the Redskins and did a pretty good job. But when Joe Gibbs first came back, first time he puts on the offensive install. I know quarterbacks were in that quarterback meeting. They had wide receivers in a three-point stance, and they kind of laughed the plays out of the room, right? Can't run counter-train anymore, can't have wide receivers. in a... But the story of the day is, forget that the Chargers are the best team in the AFC and the Niners probably the best team in the NFC to not make the playoffs. The reign of terror uh, with the Seattle Seahawks in the playoffs is over. The Buffalo Bills, 18 years of a drought. They sneak their way in because the Ravens and Joe Flacco absolutely collapsed. Story of the day, I think, is Gruden back to the Raiders. Gruden back to the Raiders. And how interesting that will be. How fascinating that division will be. And can he get Derek Carr back on track? Because the last time they were in Oakland, they were a dominant team. But that was 
That was what do they what do they say in the South? That was a while ago. A while ago. All right. Why did this go down in Oakland? Right? Like Jack Del Rio last year, he was going for two. Players loved him. This year, all of a sudden they fired Ken Norton, their defensive coordinator. Things start to become a mess. The offense doesn't fit the personnel. What the hell happened in Oakland? And is it as simple as well hire John Gruden and the thing is fixed? Plus, we'll commiserate with the uh, kickerless L.A. Chargers, who 9-7 and seven on the road this year. That was a playoff team that didn't make the playoffs, where you have non-playoff teams that have made the playoffs. All right, much more to come. Get you ready for tonight's college football games. React to more coaching firings, which there have been, I think, five already. Get you that update at the top of the hour. And then Lincoln Kennedy is going to be my guest, three-time Pro Bowl offensive lineman. He also covers the... Raiders Radio Network. Get his thoughts on what went down in Oakland, actually, in Carson yesterday. That's up next. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is the Dan Patrick Show. Any of you guys ever shop for a car online? I know Paulie has. Absolutely love to. You'd think with all the websites, it'd be easy to get the real price on the car that's actually sitting on the dealership lot. But with terms like sticker, invoice, rebates, things can get confusing pretty fast. And this is what I learned today. With True Car, you don't have to worry about these things. You configure the car you want, and you'll see what others paid for it. Get offers from True Car's certified dealers on actual inventory. Check out True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. After months of study, I've come to a decision that this is the most excited I've been about a football season. More so than ever because of one word, and that's storylines. We've got teams with new receivers, rising star quarterbacks. You've got defensive studs ready to stop them. But with all of the excitement, there's only one place that lives up to the hype, Buffalo Wild Wings. Packed with fans there to watch sports, eat dozens of wings, and raise a glass for their team. It's a sports atmosphere like no other. It's ready for football. Buffalo Wild Wings, Wings Beer Sports. From the vantage point, Mafatu saw six war canoes drawn upon the beach. But what held the boy's eyes in awful trance were the figures springing and leaping about the flames, darting, shifting, bounding toward the sky. The eaters of men, cannibals. Firelight glistened on the royal bodies, on flashing spears and bristling decorations. Mafatu watched the strange scene, powerless to move, and he felt doom itself breathing chill upon his neck. In that very instant, he heard a crashing in the undergrowth. Four figures were tearing toward him through the jungle. He could see them now. He turned and ran blindly down the trail, slipping, sliding, stumbling, his breath all but choking in his throat. Only one thought gave him courage as he ran. His canoe, ready, waiting. If only he could reach it before the savages overtook him. Explore new worlds. Find out what happens next by reading the book Call It Courage by Armstrong Sperry. For other great book ideas, visit literacy.gov. Literacy.gov. A message from the Library of Congress. KKSE. Parker. Denver. Home of the Nuggets. Home of the Avalanche. Altitude 950. Denver's all-sports station. Sports trending now. Ian Rappaport of NFL Media reports that the Chicago Bears have fired head coach John Fox after three seasons. The Detroit Lions this morning fired head coach Jim Caldwell after four seasons. The Cincinnati Inquirer reported this morning that no decision has been made about Marvin Lewis's future with the Bengals and that both parties may wait until Tuesday to do so. On Sunday, the Raiders fired head coach Jack Del Rio after three seasons. On the field Sunday, the Bengals 
Bengals stunned the Ravens 31-27 as Andy Dalton threw the game-winning 49-yard touchdown pass to Tyler Boyd with 44 seconds left on a fourth down and 12, knocking the Ravens out of the playoffs and sending the Buffalo Bills to the playoffs for the first time in 18 seasons. The Titans and Falcons also clinched playoff spots on Sunday. I'm Isaac Lowenkron. We are Woo! Turn me on. This is Steve Gorman Sports. Tim Donahue, a former NBA referee, served prison betting on games that he officiated. He did 15 months in the federal can. He's in a little legal trouble again. He was arrested in Florida after threatening a man with a hammer. Oh, come on! When you've got a record, you've already been no. to prison. i got to think that that's trouble. Big Brother's watching, Donahue. Steve Gorman Sports. Steve Gorman Sports. Weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. On Fox Sports Radio. Here we go. When you hear the letters NFL. Touchdown! What do you think of? Skittles for everybody! Damn right. Who's gonna win? It's the National Football League. We have all the action. Fires down the middle, intercepted. It is picked up. And all the reaction. Dominant performance, really impressive. It's the NFL on Fox Sports Radio. All right, I'm ready. This is Steve Gorman Sports. I'm going to talk about the 49ers. This team started when Jimmy Garoppolo got the ball in his hands. And the Niners right now are turning right back into the Niners. Which, you know, you and I are old enough where we think of the Niners as one of those teams. Yeah, Billy Walsh. That's a dynastic organization. Yeah. And right now with John Lynch, who everybody raised eyebrows. Well, John Lynch, what are you doing hiring him? The jury's not back yet, but hey, he did one good thing. He got on the phone and got Jimmy Garoppolo. How awesome is that to not have to think about a quarterback? It's a good setup they have because they have Kyle Shanahan running the offense. Yeah. Great guy. He has been to the Super Bowl. Should have won it last year as offensive coordinator with Atlanta. They blew mm-hmm. the big lead. So you got Lynch overlooking the defense, saying, hey, we need to get this up. And Garoppolo playing off the hook the way he is. Yeah, it's a scary team next year. I wish they played 20 games this year. They could sneak into the playoffs if they did. Steve Gorman Sports. I'm in a nightmare hallucination. Weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. It can happen suddenly. And without warning, it strikes individuals and families with equal cruelty. (gasps) There is no way of stopping it. Oh, my God. John? Your energy bill is coming. Wake up. Can you hear me? Please. It's me, John. Be prepared when energy prices go up. Talk to me. Come on, baby. Visit the Alliance to Save Energy website to order your free Power Smart booklet. John? It contains simple, painless ideas to lower your energy bill. Call 911! Like installing energy-efficient Energy Star appliances that can save you hundreds of dollars a year. Oh, where? Oh, thank God you're right. What happened? I I came in, uh, opened this bill. This one here? Yeah. Honey? Honey, wake up. Wake up. Wake up, honey. This kind of shock can be avoided. Visit ASE.org for your free PowerSmart booklet. Are you ready to enjoy this? We got a barn burner here. We have drama. Yeah. There's a whole lot going on here. Anything can happen. This is Fox. Coming up, freaks. It's the sports and entertainment that you crave. I, I, I still can't get over it. Wow. 24-7, 365 days. You're adding even more drama to this. We're giving you what you need. And for the record, let me just lay it out. This is Fox Sports Radio. Sports with attitude. 
Show. More Dan Patrick. More of the Dan Nets. More of the sports talk you come to know and love. Tomorrow. Wait, what? What? Because today it's Doug Gottlieb. Don't give me that. Doug is the same guy who brought us this great moment. Doug Gottlieb took a pie to the face in the first hour. Counterpoint. Kevin Durant is the greatest player to ever play in the NBA, period. Stop. <laughs> I'm getting why people boo Doug in college. I get that. <laughs> Hey, you take the good with the bad. Social media was crushing Doug Gottlieb. Here he is in for Dan and the Danettes. It's Doug Gottlieb. What up, America? Doug Gottlieb in for Dan Patrick. Hope you had a great and safe New Year. But I'm guessing, like, if you're listening to me, like, unless you're in, like, the hospital or in the back of a ambulance, like, you had a great and safe New Year. There we go. So I don't really have to worry about you. You made it. Let's make it a better year. Uh, we're going to try and grab Dusty Dvorak. He's about to gra- uh, call the Outback Bowl. I wonder if he gets free blooming onions for calling that. That'd be a man. That'd be part of it. Like, listen, we're not going to pay you. We'll pay you in, in, in blooming onions. Like, mm, okay. All right. Yeah, I'll do, I'll do that. I'll do that. Anyway, get Dustin Dvorak, talk a little college football. Of course, he was an All-American in Oklahoma. Get his thoughts on uh, the Sooners against uh, the Dogs of Georgia, plus uh, Clemson taking on Alabama. That's tonight. Um, but the news of the day, obviously, look, it's Black Monday, but it, it really was Black Sunday. There were coaches. I, th- I thought this was interesting. And I, I guess I liked the way it was handled. I mean, I guess I liked that Mark Davis went right up to Jack Del Rio and was like, you know, you're fired. Oh, it's, it's still pretty fresh, you know what I mean? All right, that's actually Derek Carr. Th- this was Jack Del Rio at his own press conference announcing his own firing. I uh, spoke with Mark Davis after the game, and Mark let me know that he's not going to be bringing me back. He told me loved me and appreciated all that I did to, to you know, to kind of get this program going in the right direction. Uh, but that he felt the need to change. I told him how much uh, I appreciated the opportunity he gave me. And uh, I mean that. Very grateful. My childhood team. But uh, it's the results business. I understand that. See, I don't think he, like, were the results disappointing this year? Absolutely. But the mess uh, with the firing of Ken Norton. And then the fact that the offense did not seem to fit the offensive personnel, his decision to hire and have an unproven play caller. I, 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 look, it is a results business, but I also think it's a process oriented business. And I think his process was flawed, but you know, a guy would know a lot more about it than we would. Uh, that's Lincoln Kennedy. Of course, he calls games on the Raiders radio network. And of course, he was a, uh, just a star playing, uh, 
playing on the offensive line for the uh, for the Oakland Raiders. So, look, Lincoln. If, uh, afterwards, uh, Jack Del Rio said it's it's a results based business. But am I wrong to think it was more than results? Some of it was about uh, the coaching staff and how he mismanaged that coaching staff this year. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's a fair assessment, Doug. Um, when you look at uh, what they went went through um, all this year, all this season, obviously the overall results were disappointing with the record. But for the most part, it, it seemed like at many times uh, the, the team just didn't show up. Uh, Kansas City game, um, uh, the Washington Redskins game, uh, there, there's been a ton of times this team, that's why they had a 6-10 and 10 record. But much of the things that you had mentioned about the failing at the offensive defensive coordinator's positions um, and then personnel not living up to the expectations is really disappointed. So Mark obviously felt he had, there had, had to be a change that had to be made. All right, look, um, you and I know that Gruden is more invested than most most guys who call football games, right? And, of course, right. he's invested at the high school level and the college level. But um, how big an adjustment do you think it'll be, considering it has been a while since he's been a head coach in the NFL? Well, from what I hear about uh, Gruden, he's been hungry for this another opportunity for quite some time. Um, he's been studying and preparing for the next chance. And you and I both know that every time uh, during this year, every season since he's been out, he's one of the hottest talked about names in every possible position, whether it's college or pro. So, you know, to answer the question, I'm not sure how the transition is going to be for him to getting back into the boat. I, I just try to remind people, I say, look, for, for all the good things that he did, especially for me in my career, and I'm certainly thankful for it, um, he was a very conservative coach um, when he when he went to Tampa Bay. Um, he was, you know, 500 at best for his time over there. Then probably didn't have a quarterback like Derek Carr. There's no doubt about that. But you know, let's not get all you know bent out of shape about you know it's not it's not a Bill Belichick that we're looking for. We're, the the Raiders are trying to probably going to make this move, and obviously they're going to make this move because they wouldn't have fired Del Rio if they didn't already have something in mind um, uh, to to bring the coach that they want. They think is going to be to bring a little bit of life back into this program. It's going to be positive changes. But it's just like uh, Coach Del Rio said in his press conference, it's a results business, and we have to see how the results come. Lincoln Kennedy joining us, of uh, course, uh, a three-time Pro Bowler, joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on, on Fox Sports Radio, calls games for the Raiders Radio Network. Link, um, you, you called the game yesterday. They played mm-hmm. the Chargers. I, I tried to relate to people like Tennessee getting in the playoffs – uh, is it's a gift from the Chargers because the Chargers had no kicker the entire season. How good is that team that finished nine and seven playing what essentially was all road games this year? Yeah, right about that. Huh? Um, look, I, I would say this: Philip Rivers, in my mind, is, is no doubt a future Hall of Famer. He went over fifty thousand yards yesterday, um, and the players that they've got, especially on defense with all Ingram and Bosa, it's a team that would be dangerous in the playoffs, especially what they can do on offense. Uh, but because they have such a poor start, you might have the kicker. They're not nine and seven is not a bad record to shake your head at, but it's not a, it's not good enough when you talk about a three way tie at the end of the season. The tar- Chargers are dangerous, and I know there are a number of teams in the AFC that are fortunate they're not in it. Um, any reason to believe that this version of the Chiefs is different than other versions? I know they beat New England in New England to start the year. But we always feel like there's that, that ceiling with Alex Smith, that ceiling with, with Andy Reid, with the exception, obviously, the one year in Philadelphia. Do you believe that this version of this incarnation of the Chiefs is different than previous years? 
It, it, it pains me to say that New England has another inside track to the Super Bowl. Believe me, it does. Um, but I don't believe Pittsburgh can beat New England in New England. And I know that, that Kansas City did it uh, earlier this year, but it was a different team. If Kansas City is gimmicky, like they were in the middle of the season when they had that little uh, game slide where they weren't winning as many games, if they're gimmicky when they're trying to do all these little fancy things, they're not going to beat anybody. They're going to be a one and done. If they stick to the run, if they stick to hunt, and 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 the way they've done things and and, um, and spreading out the field and working off of play action, they're going to be fine. They might be one of the teams that can challenge New England, um, but I, I still believe I still hold true. I don't think New England. Uh, I mean, I don't think uh, Pittsburgh can beat New England. Jacksonville may be able to give them a run for their money. However, I just think if it's uh, because New England has home field advantage, it's going to be very difficult for a Southern team to go up to New England and beat them in January. Glenn, great stuff. Uh, really good insight on the Raiders. I know you do a great job. Of course, you can hear him on Fox Sports Radio as well. Link and Kenny. Link, thanks so much for joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Hey, thanks for having me, Doug. Have a great one. All right. I apologize. It's actually the Dan Patrick Show. Doug, I got, I have my own show in the afternoons and sometimes you just, in your own mind, you, you kind of hit, hit a switch like that. So like, look, it's, it's, Gruden's been ready. Gruden's been chomping at the bit. Gruden who, uh, I, I think reputation, it's always interesting, right, right, that because Gruden is on TV, because there's this sense that he's an offensive mastermind, his brother did a good job in Cincinnati before uh, becoming the head coach of the Redskins, um, that uh, it's kind of fascinating to me that here, you know, Gruden's reputation in the league is really super conservative coach, but super prepared, efficient, un- kind of understands. And I think covering the league, I do think it makes you have great wherewithal for all the different teams. You know what the different trends are. And it's, look, it's, it's, it's way different, I believe, having done studio and games. When you do studio, you do get to watch everything. When you do games, you get to talk to teams, watch practice, learn different things. It's, you know, it's like going to coaching clinics only, you know, when coaches do coaching clinics, they only try and put their best foot forward. You don't see their strengths and their weaknesses and kind of their whole uh, preparing process. When you're covering games, you see everybody's process. I'm like, it ain't going to work unless they get better defensive personnel. But they got to figure out an offense that works with that line. They need to bro- and, and Derek Hart needs to be better. The wide receivers need to catch football. Man, is it interesting. All right, we'll try and get you ready for tonight's bowl games. Um, why is this Oklahoma team different than the others that have come up short in the BCS or in the college football playoff? And um, Alabama is not nearly the defense that they were to start the year, but they're still pretty good, and they still only lost one game. What can we expect from them against Clemson? We'll try and uh, we'll try and grab Dusty Dvorak. He's getting ready to call the Outback Bowl. Told told us he'd give us five minutes of his time. We'll do that upcoming next. I'm Doug Gottlieb in for Dan, the Dan Patrick Show. After months of study, and I do mean months, I've come to a decision. This is the most excited I've been about a football season, and it's because of one word. Storyline. I know we say that every season, but for me, every season is more exciting than the last, and the only place where that excitement can be matched is Buffalo Wild Wings. All the screens they've got in this place, you can keep up with every single storyline all at once, from the teams with new receivers 
rising star quarterbacks to the defensive guys who are ready to stop them. My point is, there's excitement. And as a fan, I need that excitement to be matched by other fans, which is what makes Buffalo Wild Wings so perfect for football. It's filled with fans of all kinds from all places, all there for the same reason, to enjoy the games and share some hand-spun wings in your choice of 21 signature sauces and seasonings. So if you're a fan like me, it's just fun. It's fun being a fan, and the best place to catch every incredible storyline is Buffalo Wild Wings. And remember our rallying cry, it's wings, it's beer, it's sports. When it comes to identity theft, you have a choice. You can rely on monitoring your credit and checking your bank statements, which is a bit like walking around with blinders on. Or you can take the blinders off and get LifeLock to see more. LifeLock is able to see things you might not be able to see, like your personal information being for sale on the dark web or someone getting an online payday loan in your name. LifeLock uses proprietary technology to detect and alert you to a wide range of threats. And if you have a problem... One of LifeLock's specialists will work to fix it. Of course, no one could prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But with LifeLock, you'll have identity theft protection that allows you to see more identity threats that you may otherwise miss. Membership starting at $9.99 a month plus applicable taxes. And you can get 10% off by using the promo code PATRICK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to LifeLock.com. Make sure you use the promo code PATRICK. That membership... Just under $10 a month plus taxes. LifeLock.com. Fox Sports trending now. Ian Rappaport of NFL Media reported this morning that the Chicago Bears have fired head coach John Fox after three seasons, all ending with at least 10 losses. The Bears are yet to make an official announcement. The Detroit Lions this morning fired head coach Jim Caldwell after four seasons. The Cincinnati Enquirer reported this morning that no decision has been made about Marvin Lewis's future with the Bengals and that both parties may wait until Tuesday to do so. On Sunday, the Raiders fired head coach Jack Del Rio after three seasons. On the field Sunday, the Ravens were less than a minute away from making the playoffs, leading the Bengals 27-24 with Cincinnati facing a 4th and 12 at the Raven 49. Caught by Boyd to the 15, the 10, the 5, touchdown! Tyler Boyd on 4th and 12, it's a 49-yard touchdown, and the Bengals lead. Dan Hoard the call on WLW that knocked the Ravens out of the playoffs and sent the Buffalo Bills to the playoffs for the first time in 18 seasons. Coming up later, we'll play you the call of that same touchdown from the Ravens radio broadcast. A preview, it involves a slammed headset. The Titans and Falcons also clinched playoff spots on Sunday. I'm Isaac Lohenkron. Y'all remember this? You want experience during your football season? Well, buckle up, sweet cheeks. That's all we need. We've got all the experience in the world. Peep these numbers, nerd. With a combined 160 years of NFL experience with 12 Super Bowls and 39 Pro Bowls, your weekends are full of football knowledge. We all play for one name. What's that name? Fox Sports Radio. Dan Patrick, Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, this is awesome of him because I know he's super busy, and so I don't want to waste anybody's time. Michigan getting ready to take on South Carolina. It's the Outback Bowl. 
The undefeated Big Ten against the SEC. I know it's not Big Ten against SEC. It's Michigan uh, against uh, South Carolina. Dusty Dvorak will be on the call today for ESPN. Kind of to spend five minutes with us here. Uh, Dusty, you think there's any added pressure to Michigan uh, to to kind of cement the deal with the Big Ten having a perfect run? Uh, I don't. I don't know if there's added pressure. I think there's pressure uh, just for Michigan in general. What they've lost two straight games just to make three. Remember. They closed out last year losing three or four, and, you know, Monty Toomer's been outspoken about, you know, being one and five against Ohio State and Michigan State. So I just think to head into next season, uh, you need a win to build some momentum. You know, uh, Peters, the quarterback, is going to make his third start of the season. He was banged up against Wisconsin, missed Ohio State. So the question is, is Brandon Peters the future quarterback? And really, when you look at uh, Harbaugh since he's come to Michigan, the defense has been fantastic. They have yet to find a quarterback. So is Brandon Peters going to be the next guy uh, to get Michigan back in the national title hunt? I think we start to find out here today. Yeah, they got Shea Patterson, of course, transferring from Ole Miss. We'll probably see him next year, uh, as well as uh, McCaffrey's uh, little brother. Um, so uh, It'll be an open be quarterback competition. But Patterson hasn't even been deemed uh, eligible yet. You know, he's, he's only a junior transferring. There's a chance that he's going to have to sit out. So NCAA is going to step in and, think we'll have to sit back and wait and see. But clearly, if Shea Patterson, I would say if he is able to go next year, he doesn't have to sit out, I would agree with you. I think he's the guy. Uh, okay, a couple others. Uh, obviously, Dusty was an All-American at Oklahoma. They're taking on Georgia. Give me just kind of the general thoughts. As a guy who watches football at a higher level than the rest of us, when you see Georgia and Oklahoma, I mean, like, am I crazy to think that it's more about can Oklahoma stop this dynamic one-two combination of running the football, right? Like, isn't that the plan? Keep Baker Mayfield off the football field, slow the pace of the game, shorten the game. Isn't that how you beat OU? Absolutely. The best defense against Baker Mayfield is keeping him over on the sideline. So, you know, I, I called Missouri-Texas and the Texas Bowl a few nights ago prepping for this game. I had a chance to really watch the tape on Georgia. And you know what I see, Doug? And those running backs are physical. They can make you miss. And that's the number one key to this game for, for Oklahoma and for Georgia. Can Oklahoma, can they tackle those running backs? Can they win first and second down? If Georgia's having success on early downs, and we're talking third and three, third and twos, it's going to be a long day for Oklahoma. They're going to possess the football, they're going to grind that clock away, and they're going to keep Baker Mayfield off the field. I, I love the you know the matchup of Baker in this offense against Roquan Smith and that defense. That defense is legit. I just think it's so tough with Lincoln Riley you know, making the calls with the weapons Baker has and the way Baker's playing with that offensive line. I think it's going to be tough to completely stop Oklahoma. The question is, how many possessions will Oklahoma have? And then also, can Oklahoma tackle and get enough stops uh, and able to get a victory? I think that's going to be a great matchup there in Pasadena. I I do too, and I I think it's I think it's fascinating. You know, you and I talked, but Dusty has his own radio show, a, a fantastic one, highest rated one in Oklahoma City. And you and I talked about this on your show, um, in that I think it's huge for the league, for the Big Twelve, right? Like the Big Twelve wants to get like, all right, fine, you get respect, you get in with a one loss team that lost to Iowa State at home. We think the Big and they did win at Ohio State, otherwise they probably wouldn't be playing. Oh, you need to win tonight. Don't, doesn't that really, I know it doesn't make sense. It doesn't really speak to the rest of the conference, but to legitimize this conference and maybe legitimize Oklahoma's success, even with Baker Mayfield and Lincoln Riley, don't they need to win tonight? 100%. There's no question about it. I mean, the reality is Big 12 hasn't won a national title since 05. They haven't been in a national title game since 09 with Texas and Colt McCoy. Uh, since the playoffs started, they haven't won a game. 
the only Power Five conference not to win a college football playoff game. You know, the Big 12, I thought they were much better than what people gave them credit for this year. Five and two in the bowls. They've won five straight. They've got some momentum. But all that matters is at the top, right? You've got to play for championships. You've got to win championships if you want to get respect for your university and for your league. And the Big 12 is starving right now for some success on a big stage. So I agree 100% for you. Perception. Remember a few years ago when the Big 10 was down? They were terrible in the non-conference. They were so bad. But Ohio State goes on that run. They win the national championship, and all of a sudden it's like, hey, the Big Ten is back. That's all it takes, a marquee, a front-running brand of the league to get hot, to win some games, and all of a sudden they start going, huh, maybe the Big 12 is a little bit better than we thought. But that all starts tonight against Georgia. If Oklahoma goes out there, gets pushed around, gets dominated in the line of scrimmage, and they're unable to move the football, well, then you best expect all the rhetoric, all you know, the, uh, the storylines that the Big 12 is soft, it's a gimmick league. That's just going to continue. So I think it's a big game for Oklahoma. I think it's a huge game for the Big 12. All right, Dale, real quickly, you're preparing for Michigan, uh, South Carolina. Dusty Dvorak, our guest. I'm Doug Gottlieb filling in for Dan. Dusty calling the game on ESPN with Adam Amin and his crew uh, here at the top of the hour of the Outback Bowl. you got South Carolina. That means I know you watch the South Carolina Clemson tape. Tell me what you see when you watch Clemson. I see a salty, salty defense. I see a front four that will flat out get after you. I see corners that are aggressive. Attack the football, uh, and I see a guy in Kelly Bryant who I thought really played one of his better games throwing the football. He might be a better runner with what they ask him to do than even Deshaun Watson. Now I don't think he's near the passer or the all-out playmaker. Don't get me, you know, don't get me confused here. But I do think he is a capable passer and an elite runner. But that defense under Milo D coordinator Brent Venables, it feels like it's just gotten better and better and better. All they do is continue to reload and they will flat out get after you. I mean, the question I have uh, in that matchup is, you know, which quarterback is going to make the play at the end of the game? I think these two teams are evenly matched. I give a slight edge in the defensive front seven uh, to Clemson just because that D-line I think is better than Alabama. Back end, I give I give a nod to, to Alabama. But I think offensively, which quarterback? Is it Jalen Hurts? Is it is it uh, Kelly Bryant? Who avoids the mistake and who's able to make the play late in the game? Remember, Jalen Hurts might have made the game when he played the national championship had it not been for that guy named Deshaun Watson. So he's playing big games. He's been in big moments. i got to tell you, Nick Saban is a – even though they're the Vegas favorite, it feels like most people like Clemson, feel like Alabama snuck in the back door. I think Nick Saban's going to have this team highly motivated, healthy. And, again, I think another outstanding game. But I'd have to give a slight nod, even though I like Clemson a lot, to Nick Saban in Alabama. Uh, uh, last thing, and this is the most important thing that anybody's going to ask you before you get on the headset today. Uh, you and Adam have made it, you guys have done a great job eating a lot of food all year. So is yeah. it too cliche? Are you guys going Bloomin' Onion? Is that what's at the Outback Bowl? You have to be going Bloomin' Onion today. Hey, you know how this works, dude. I, I do what my producer tells me. Kim Belt is one of the best producers in the business, former Stanford basketball player, uh, and he does a great job. He always has, has those tricks up his sleeve. So I can tell you this much, dude. I'm a fat kid at heart. I haven't eaten much today, uh, Doug. So I would love to have some food. And let's not kid ourselves. Who doesn't love a Bloomin' Onion? So I got my fingers crossed, but I cannot confirm or deny if the Bloomin' Onion will be going down the booth today. Uh, actually, you know what? I, I lied. This is the last thing. Darnold Rosen, you played in the league. You know the NFL. You know the college game. You can only pick one. Who do you pick? Rosen. Uh, Sam Darnold's come back to college. I like the kid, great skill set. He makes too many mistakes for me. I called USC Washington this year, or Washington State, you know that. Uh, and I just, I've watched a lot of tape on this kid. I like him. 
the skill set, the size, you know, the ability to extend plays. But boy, that ball comes out of Josh Rosen's hand a little bit different. I like his accuracy. I don't like his slight frame. When you're talking about a, a guy who can just whip it, kind of reminds me statue-wise of Jared Goff, and he's got an absolute cannon. So I think Sam Donald should come back to school. I think it would do him some good. Remember, he's a young kid. He's a, he's a redshirt sophomore. I think Josh Rosen, just listening to him, he is more mature. He's a little bit more grown up, and I think he's more NFL-ready. Great stuff. Dusty, have a great call. Tell Adam I said what's up, and, and tell Kim he does a great job. We'll talk soon. Happy New Year, my friend. Happy New Year. Uh, same to you. Dusty Dvorak getting ready to call the Outback Bowl. Uh, what, what happened to the Ravens yesterday? I mean, you want to talk about a collapse. Ravens were a lock. No one was even thinking, like, no chance the Ravens don't make the playoffs. But enough things went wrong to which the Ravens went from a lock to, well, now they need to do a defensive coordinator and might start thinking about looking for a new quarterback. Uh, we'll dig into that upcoming next on the Dan Patrick Show. Show. Let's look at the Mount Rushmore broadcasters. Dick Enberg is on there ahead of anybody else you want to put on there. But you want to put the guys alongside him, and I'll go here. Dick Enberg, Howard Cosell, you know, you loved him, you hated Howard Cosell. He was a different broadcaster. So I'll go Enberg, I'll go Cosell. I will also go Keith Jackson. The long and illustrious career he had calling college football games, and there was no voice more soothing than hearing Keith Jackson call a college football game. And lastly on there, I'll go with Vin Scully. Vin Scully spent most of the time, the last 20, 30 years of, of his career, just with the Dodgers. He had had a huge national career before. So I'll go with the four of them on the Mount Rushmore broadcast. You're listening to Jason Smith. Don't overthink it. Weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, so Sarah, I'm dropping you off at Emily's. Yep. And Josh, you're going to? Soccer, Dad. Soccer practice. Right. Oh, by the way, I just wanted to let you know when I pick you both up, I'll be wearing my short shorts. What? No! Yep. And my dorky dad hat, and I'm going to do my dad dance for all your friends. They'll love it. Seriously? Why? Because I like my short shorts. Of course, I could be talked out of it if you guys would just buckle up your seatbelts without giving me a hard time. It's important to get your kids to buckle up for safety, no matter what it takes. And sometimes, all it takes is your parental powers of persuasion. Okay, okay, we're buckling up. See, all buckled. Good choice. I'll just have to do my dad dance at dinner time. What, what? No! Do what you have to to make sure your kids are wearing their seatbelts, even on short drives. Never give up until they buckle up. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information. The following commercial is sponsored by FeedThePig.org, an organization devoted to helping you save money. We will not entice you with messages like Lowest prices in town. Dealer approved, certified pre-owned. No obligation consultation. Nor will we brag about our Huge selection. Enormous variety. One-stop shopping. Everything under one roof. Or promise. Prices reduced up to 75%. A sale like this can't go on forever. Factory liquidation. Financing options available. We will offer no contingencies like See store for details. 
Prices and participation may vary. Legal exclusions apply. No purchase necessary. Or try to convince you that our product will give you leaner, tighter abs in minutes. A perfect smile. Porcelain veneers. The freedom from those painful, embarrassing bunions. Because we simply want to help you spend smarter and save better. Log on to feedthepig.org. Find the benefits of saving for every stage of life. Brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. Ladies and gentlemen, I think you Clay Travis. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis is coming right for you. Vince McMahon has sold over 3 million shares of WWE. He has registered five different XFL trademarks as well as started a new LLC to potentially begin a new football league and attempt to bring back the XFL. And I was thinking to myself, okay, if I were starting a new football league, what would I do differently? I would play mid-June to late August. Because when the NBA Finals end in mid-June, there's not very much that happens in the world of sports from mid-June all the way till about September when college football usually kicks off. That's an open area. It's Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis. Weekdays, 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on iHeartRadio. Doug Gollivan for Dan Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. Man, there's a lot to get to with uh, Kevin Clark. Kevin Clark writes for The Ringer. Uh, you need to follow him on Twitter, NFL writer for The Ringer. At by Kevin Clark is the Twitter handle where you can get a link to all his stuff. Uh, he, he joins us as we uh, continue to react to a wild weekend, seven, week 17, and uh, Black Monday, which kind of got started with Black Sunday, really, and some coaching, hiring, firing, but... Uh, to, you know, like, look, Kevin, the most surprising thing was the Ravens were, they were at least in pencil, right? They had reservations, if you will. You know how hard reservations are to have for, uh, for New Year's Eve. They had reservations for the playoffs. And then all of a sudden, like at the very last second, they're like, yeah, no, we, we don't. We're going to lose to the Bengals at home. Um, how did this, how did this happen? How did they go from an almost sure thing to the now all of a sudden Dean Pease is retiring and they're going to have to make some changes? Well, I mean, I, I just think that, first of all, they should have never been in this situation. Um, you know, they, they had a defense that should have carried them to more wins than, you know, going into the final weekend of the season at 9-6. and six. Um, I, I just, first of all, I think that they're just a weird roster. I think when you pay Joe Flacco, his cap hit is $24.5 million this year. You have to get guys off the scrap heap a lot. They got really lucky with Alex Collins. If they didn't have him, Lord knows where they'd be on offense this year. And so I just think that it's, it was always a weird roster. They were always going to be fighting an uphill battle on offense um, because of the way that roster is constructed. And you saw what happened at, at the worst possible moment. I mean, they were just a disjointed team. Um, Joe Flacco is never going to bring you anywhere. He, he, he is. He threw short of the sticks on fourth in the season. That's all you need to know. I I, I can't. I can't, I mean, like. I'm not a Raven fan, okay? I have the, I have no connection to Baltimore outside of the fact that I really like the wire. And I always like Brooks Robinson. I'm devastated Manny Machado is going to have to leave. And I like Orioles hats, the traditional Baltimore Oriole hat. That is the, the extent of my connection with the city of Baltimore. And I like soft-shell crabs as well. Quite, they're fantastic. Outside of that, I have nothing, nothing at all knowledge or to the same. But I was screaming at the TV. What is it? <laughs> I, you know, it's fourth and long. 
and it's not just to throw short. It's to throw short to Benjamin Watson. Like, sure. I know he's that's what Joe Flacco does, but how can Joe Flacco be such a Joe Flacco in that moment? I, you know, a tiger can't change its stripes. I mean, that's it. I mean, he, he spent the last three years and maybe more just, you know, at one point he was a deep ball specialist. That doesn't happen anymore. And, he's you know, he lived on his Super Bowl reputation for a couple of years. I mean, he throws shorter than maybe any quarterback in history over a three-year period. I mean, the, the you know, the statistics, and, and I've, I've looked this up, Football Outsiders have, it keeps track of this stuff. He throws short of the sticks more than any quarterback in history. And that's all you need to know about this Ravens team. Um, it's ridiculous. I can't believe they haven't changed the offense. Marty Morningwig, who's their offensive coordinator, they've talked about replacing him the last couple of years. I mean, I think you got to and just bring in a guy who's going to say, Joe, don't do this anymore. Okay, so don't they have to do a Pat Mahomes? I mean, isn't that kind of the – shouldn't yeah. that be their game plan? Well, I mean, I, I, I think the, the, the contract is not going to be easy to get out of anytime soon. I think they have maybe two more years where the dead money is significant. But I think just from a team-building standpoint, you have to start grooming. Because, I mean, what, at some point you're just going to have to eat the contract. In 2019 – it is clear you're not going to be able to have Joe Flacco starting with nobody behind you. So I totally agree. You have to start looking at quarterbacks. Um, maybe you don't trade up like the Chiefs did, but you have to start looking in the first round. They'll have a, a late um, a late first-round pick. I think you start looking at it there. Uh, but, yeah, it, they, they have to do something because this is not working. Um, all right, let's go around the league a little bit. Uh, explain to me how, with all these coaches being fired, Hugh Jackson still has a job. Like, Okay, he lost to the Bears. I mean, the Bears are awful. They fired John Fox today. To lose to the Pittsburgh Steelers when the Steelers didn't play any of their good players, right? They're like, yeah, you know all the players that make us great? We're not going to play them. Two hands behind their back. That's how the Steelers beat the Browns. The guys won one game in two years, and it's not like he had any success in, in Oakland where you're like, oh, well, he was, at least he was great in Oakland. Like, there's no success at all with him as a head coach. How is he still employed? It is it is the biggest mystery of the last couple of years in my mind. Uh, Jimmy Haslam came out and gave a quote yesterday. He said, no one could have coached this team any better in the last two years. Everyone I, I could have coached that I team as well. I don't believe that. You or I could have done it. It's ridiculous. It, it, it is truly absurd. And I think that you know one of the big things about Cleveland, Doug, and one of the things that I don't understand the disconnect between, between Haslam and the rest of the world, quite frankly, is I don't understand why he thinks that this was acceptable when they went out and got NFL players. It's not like they went out and they got amateur guys to tank. They went out and they, they spent on the offensive line this year. They had they had Joe Thomas last year and for half the season this year. I mean, they have guys, you know, Josh McCown, who by the way was pretty good for the Jets last year. Excuse me, this year they had him last year and Hugh Jackson didn't want him back. And so they had the pieces to win at least four or five games. I mean, Corey Coleman, they basically wrecked his career at this point with, with, with the amount of, uh, the, the type of targets he's getting. And so they had NFL players and they turned them into non-NFL players. That's what they did. And so it, it's not an issue where, oh, we gave them, you know, crappy players. No, that didn't happen. The, the, the players were five win, six win players turned into zero win players. Best guess, do you think the Gruden thing works out? So, you know, I, I was intrigued with the John Morton so if anybody didn't know, that John Morton, the, the really good offense coordinator of the Jets, who had some innovative schemes, is apparently Gruden's 
front runner for offensive coordinator. If that happens, that's a sign to me that he's going to surround himself with good people, be more of a CEO type. Best guess is he has one or two really good seasons in Oakland because I think that he's going to be able to, if you just go back right now and you try to be offensive guru, having been out of the game for 10 years, I mean, that, that's, just, that's just not going to work. But if he surrounds himself with good people, uh, tries to be a delegator, yeah, that could work. Um, Cousins plays where next year? I think he plays in Washington. I think he plays in Washington. I just think that they panic. They're, um, they're not going to get a better option. Um, so that you can either, uh, you know, tra- you know, th- there's all sorts of weird mechanisms. I've written about it um, that, where they can keep them, or they just they just pay the man. Um, the, the salary cap is rising at ten million dollars a year. Cousins is one of the you know ten guys in the NFL who understands his worth and will hold out for every penny. But I just don't see a situation in which Washington lets him get into a bidding war. I I, I think it's I I just don't I don't know. I don't know if Washington has the guts to not get, pay him a insane amount of money. Am I crazy to think that all those NFL teams wish they could be playing Philadelphia this weekend, even on the road? Absolutely, NFC absolutely, teams. absolutely. I mean, Nick Foles' yard—you know, yards per attempt yesterday was ridiculous. Um, I'm surprised that that more teams, uh, you know, I guess the Rams tried to, to get in there uh, into, into that four seed, um, and, and the Saints screwed it up. But, you know, I, you have to. I mean, the, the Vikings are still a complete team, and Nick Foles is Nick Foles. And so I, I, it's a real shame from, you know, you or I who are just football watchers, it's a real shame to not have Carson Wentz in the playoffs. But this makes the NFC, Matt, could I see the Panthers making the Super Bowl now? Yes, absolutely. Could, could the Saints? Absolutely. I mean, it's changed, changed the dynamic because going on the road to Philadelphia now, that's not a scary proposition at all. I'd much rather do that than go on the road to, to Minneapolis where you have a, a swarming defense plus a competent quarterback and those receivers. So, I mean, Nick Foles was a backup for a reason. I understand the optimism in Philadelphia, but no, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's quite crazy. Kevin Clark, read his work at The Ringer. It's really, really good. Uh, at by Kevin Clark is a Twitter handle. Kevin, thanks so much for joining us and, uh, have a happy new year. Thanks, Doug. All right. The Dan Patrick Show rolls on. Doug Gottlieb filling in for Dan. I'll give you my picks. Get you ready for the college football playoff tonight. And one lasting thought on what I think is going to be the big story of the week. Getting ready for wild card weekend in the National Football League. That's next in the Dan Patrick Show. Size, speed, strength, agility, those are the tools you need if you want to go far. But when it comes to your car, you're going to need a lot more tools than that. Luckily, AutoZone has your back with the free Loan-A-Tool program. You can choose from over 100 specialty tools to help you get the job done right, free of charge. From brake jobs to engine rebuilds, get the one you need. Leave a deposit and bring back the tool when you're done. A 100 specialty tools there to help you. It's that simple. Make sure you get in the zone. AutoZone. Making a New Year's resolution is one thing. Sticking to it is something completely different. You you say you're going to get to the gym more often. You're going to eat less bad food. How about you're going to make sure you get a great night's sleep? Most Americans get less than the recommended seven to eight hours of sleep a night. And if that's you, science proves that getting more sleep will make it easier to hold fast to your goals. 
My sleep number setting is 60. The point I'm getting at is sleep number beds are ready for you. Are you ready for a sleep number bed? You should. You can choose the ideal comfort and support on each side of the bed, so it's perfect bed for couples. Newest beds are so smart, they actually sense your every move and automatically adjust so you stay sleeping comfortably throughout the night. They even have an adjustment for snoring. Does your bed do that? My sleep number setting is 60. Don't miss out on the best bed for couples at the lowest prices of the season going on now. Come in, save 400 to $700 on the most popular sleep number mattresses. You'll only find sleep number at sleepnumber.com slash Patrick or any of the 550 stores nationwide. If you ever want to buy a house or a car, you're going to want to know your credit score. If there's a mistake on your credit reports, you could pay more in interest rates and fees than you have to. Where can you go online to quickly get your credit score and credit report for free? Creditkarma.com slash radio. Check it whenever you like. It's free and there's no catch. Don't get an unwanted surprise about your credit score. Go to creditkarma.com slash radio. That's creditkarma.com slash radio. Sports trending now. Ian Rappaport of NFL Media reports that the Chicago Bears have fired head coach John Fox after three seasons. The Detroit Lions this morning fired head coach Jim Caldwell after four seasons. The Cincinnati Inquirer reports that no decision has been made about Marvin Lewis's future with the Bengals and that both parties may wait until Tuesday to do so. On Sunday, the Raiders fired head coach Jack Del Rio after three seasons. On the field Sunday, the Baltimore Ravens were less than a minute away from making the playoffs. They led the Bengals by three, with Cincinnati facing a fourth down and 12. Throughout the morning, we played the Bengals radio broadcast call of this play. Here's how it sounded on the Ravens radio broadcast over WBAL. And be sure to listen for the slam down headset at the end. Steps up, fires down the middle, complete! It's a 15-10-5 touchdown, oh Cincinnati. Oh Tyler God. Boyd with a touchdown. That touchdown knocked the Ravens out of the playoffs and sent the Buffalo Bills to the playoffs for the first time in 18 years. At 1 o'clock this morning, about 400 Bills fans camped out at the airport in Buffalo in two-degree weather to welcome the Bills back to town from Miami. I'm Isaac Lowenkron. From Ben Maller to Clay Travis. That is A plus smack talk. From Dan Patrick to Colin Cowherd. Stop. He's all over the map. From Rich Eisen to Doug Gottlieb. I'm telling you what happened. Okay. From Steve Gorman to JT the Brick and Jason Smith. Take off your jock strap. Okay. From morning through the late night. This is Fox Sports Radio. Is there a better story than Case Keenum? Like, or Adam Thielen? Like, I'm not, again, I'm not a Viking fan. Doug Gottlieb in for Dan Patrick. Like, as we get ready for the playoffs, it's kind of amazing. Like, there's a backup quarterback for one of the top seeds in the NFC that uh, that leaves nobody with any sort of confidence. And it's not Case Keenum. Like, it's it, pretty remarkable. Pretty remarkable that he continues. He was uh, second in completion percentage in the, in his final six games. First in, in his final six games in touchdown-to-interception ratio. Second in passer rating. 
That's pretty pretty remarkable. And then of course you got Adam Thielen as his um, as his uh, wide receiver. Adam Thielen's like the NFL version of a walk on. Well, that is crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Um, you know, there's other guys that may go unmentioned. Keenan Allen, from the people I know inside the Chargers organization, um, he lost weight in season and completely kind of turned around. For a guy who'd missed, uh, who who had, had a, a season-ending injury for the last five years, played the whole season and got better, and probably cemented himself, if not the best, right there, conversation, best route runner in the league. Keenan Allen had 102 catches, 1,393 yards. Like, that's a hell of a year. Nine catches uh, for 133 in the last game of the season, a win over the Raiders. But, like, look, we're an all or nothing. You're in the playoffs. You're not in the playoffs. Um, like, look, I just I think it's going to be fascinating what's happened in Buffalo. Buffalo will be the story of the week. I, I don't know if they can beat Jacksonville on the road. Uh, obviously, Bortles doesn't scare you, but you would think – the Jags at home, they got a good defense, good offensive line when healthy. They can run the football. Uh, you know, and it comes down to does Tyrod Taylor turn the football over? That could be a low-scoring, ugly game. But the Buffalo will be the story of the week. What's crazy about the Buffalo thing was everybody thought they were tanking. Right? Robert Woods and Sammy Watkins are now in L.A. and doing well. You know, they they traded away some of the top draft picks from the past couple of years. I understand it's a different regime. And then they when they started to lose, they, they sat they they sent their quarterback to play Nathan Peterman who throws five picks in the first half and they recover from it. And however you get in the playoffs, like the Bills, it's been eighteen years. In a league which is designed to get everybody to nine seven seven and nine most years, eighteen years is a crazy long period of time. Yes, yes, the Browns have been to the playoffs before yesterday, more recently than the Bills. But like, look the 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 amazing part about it. I guess part of it might be Sean McDermott, their head coach, who once upon a time took over as defensive coordinator of the the Philadelphia Eagles. For his mentor Jim Johnson, and was they were terrible. They were terrible. Jim Johnson was the architect of all those great defenses under Andy Reid. Sean McDermott takes over, and that's when they got bad. He goes to Carolina, and uh, he helped build, you know, along with Dave Gettleman, who's now the general manager of the Giants, that defense into, you know, two years ago. Was it two years ago? They're in the Super Bowl. Three years ago, I guess now, the best defense in the league. And last year, obviously, they last year they struggled when they lost their corner, when they lost Josh Norman to Washington. Then he gets the job in Buffalo. He starts jettisoning players, you know, and trying to kind of play for next year, play for draft picks. And they're in the playoffs. Like, that's a crazy – that was that was not the – no matter what you think, I don't do not believe that was the plan. I do not think that was the plan. All right, uh, so tonight we have uh, two uh, two terrific bowl games. Yeah, the Rose Bowl is different, and I know that many of you are like, well, look, the college ball playoff is so much better. Is it, though? Like, there's no – it's not going to be the pomp and circumstance from winning the Rose Bowl. Like, last year – this is what's crazy about the Rose Bowl. Last year, 
USC beat Penn State in what some would deem a meaningless, like I said, a meaningless game. I didn't decide anything other than UC, USC was a point or two points. I remember the final scores. Great game. Better than, than Penn State that night. But, um, but, you know, when USC wins that, you know, you got the celebration, you got the, and you'll have a celebration, you'll have a stage out there, but it's not the same because you got another game to play next week. Like, you're not gonna, there's not, you're winning the Rose Bowl. You're beating Georgia or beating Oklahoma. Like, you should feel these two historic schools, by the way, have never faced off against each other ever even once. Like, that's kind of the crazy. There's a lot of crazy things about college football. I mean, the fact that we had dual champions, like, three times in the last, like, 20 years, we had two. Like, yes, that really, and if you're, if you're 20 or 22 and below, you probably don't really remember. Like, we used to have, we've had several years with two different champions. That doesn't really happen anywhere else. So now we have one champion, but what's changed, and I think for the worst, is like, this is the Rose Bowl. Look, I'm not a traditionalist in terms of Big Ten, Pac-12, especially this year. Like, who cares if there's not a Pac-12 team? But this is different. And then to not have the pomp and circumstance leading up to, and when the game finishes, because it's a playoff game, it's a business trip, right? That's what coaches always, that's coach speak. I guess different. Uh, I do think Georgia's defense is legit. I do think their running game is the real deal. And as much as uh, Mayfield has done an incredible job of making plays, and they are better, not just more experienced, they're better at that quarterback position. Um, I, I kind of feel like this is a low-scoring game or a, a shortened game uh, that plays to Georgia's strengths. I don't think a shootout obviously plays to Georgia's strength. That that's when you start to get Oklahoma. But man, their defense at times better the last couple of weeks. But OU's defense has been bad, and I don't see them. T- I don't see them tackling uh, Nick Chubb and Sonny Michelle. If you haven't seen Georgia's two running backs, I, I don't know which one I like better. I like them both. They're both NFL backs. They're both tremendous, and they're really Kirby Smart does a really good job. And I'm sorry, like I do do the, you know, what's past is present. I, I do think there's something to the level of SEC talent, SEC speed, athleticism on that defensive front. I know that he did a great job against a great defensive front in, uh, in Ohio State. But I kind of like uh, George in this one. And then, um, I like Clemson in the uh, Clemson Alabama game. I just, m- maybe I'm underselling the value of Nick Saban. But I don't think Saban's team, his defense, is as dynamic as what Clemson has. And I think Clemson has an every bit as dynamic uh, quarterback, maybe even more so than what he has at Jalen Hurts. The one thing is Hurts has been here before. He wasn't great last year. He was good late, but he's not good consistently. And if they can make him throw the ball, make him throw it into tight windows, kind of like Clemson. I, don't, I mean, I'll probably miss completely. Regardless of which, uh, should be a fun night. Fun night to watch college football. So, look, if you're just joining us, uh, this is the Dan Patrick Show. Um, <clears throat> Doug Gottlieb filling in for Dan. Bears are fired their coach. Everybody thinks Gruden's getting the job, but he's he's going to uh, do the wild card game for ESPN this week. they also got to do kind of the Rooney rule. 
Um, Colts have fired their coach. Jim Caldwell's out of a job in Detroit as well. Uh, Colts have not fired Chuck Pagano, but I think that's uh, sure to happen soon. Um, here's one last thought on the Rooney rule. You're going to hear all week long that this is a joke, this is a travesty, this is a, making a mockery of the Rooney rule because the Raiders have already decided on John Gruden. From life experience, whoever has the opportunity to do that interview should damn well do it and kill it. You might not get the job, but John Gruden might not take it. And every general manager is going to call the front office of the Oakland Raiders, soon to be the Las Vegas Raiders, and say, what was he like? You got anybody else you'd recommend? Like Business is not just about what you know and who you know, but do you, do you impress people who just get to know you? I, I'd go in there to Reggie McKenzie's office, and I would just crush it. Because Reggie McKenzie might not hire you, but he came from Green Bay. He knows all those guys, and they know everybody in the league. And everybody's searching for the next Sean McVay. Everybody's searching for the next Sean McDermott. Young coaches who dramatically turn around a program within one year. And so while it may be a mockery of the Rooney Rule, it's still, the Rooney Rule still works because there still will be a minority candidate who will get face-to-face time with a minority general manager who can recommend him for any of the other litany of head coaching jobs available now or available in the near future. I, I don't think people completely understand the value of the opportunity of doing an interview. All right, enjoy the college football today or tonight, depending on where you are. The NFL football obviously is fascinating. Dan and the boys will be back tomorrow. On many of these Fox Sports Radio affiliates, you'll get Colin Cowherd, my good friend. Hope you had a safe and happy New Year's Eve. Happy New Year. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This has been the Dan Patrick Show. I love my wife, and I really love sleeping with her. (laughs) I'd like to do it more. Now that we have TheraVent, sleeping with my husband is amazing. We woke up spooning this morning. TheraVent anti-snore strips are getting couples back to sleep together because now there's no excuse to keep snoring. TheraVent is clinically shown to reduce snoring using the power of your own breathing. They're now available in stores nationwide, and you can see how they work at TheraVent.com. TheraVent, the answer is right under your nose. Not intended to treat sleep apnea. Use as directed. After months of study, I've come to a decision that this is the most excited I've been about a football season. More so than ever because of one word, and that's storylines. We've got teams with new receivers, rising star quarterbacks. You've got defensive studs ready to stop them. But with all of the excitement, there's only one place that lives up to the hype, Buffalo Wild Wings. Packed with fans there to watch sports, eat dozens of wings, and raise a glass for their team. It's a sports atmosphere like no other. It's ready for football. Buffalo Wild Wings, Wings Beer Sports. Have you ever lost a cat? And have you ever wanted to get your cat back after you lost it? Hi there, I'm Andrew Hoffman. I went on this website called inventnow.org. Then I decided to make an invention of my own. It's called the Lost Cat Magnet Invention. So you can get your cat back after you lost it. Just turn it on, and lost cats stick to it. That's a good cat. If your cat was hiding up in a tree, it won't be up a tree anymore. It will be stuck to the lost cat magnet. And sometimes they fly toward you in the air. Just listen to one satisfied cat. See, that's proof. You should go to the inventnow.org website too. But just remember one thing. Don't do a lost cat magnet. 
anything's possible. Keep thinking. Get started on your own inventions or just play some games at inventnow.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, the National Inventors Hall of Fame Foundation. KKSE, Parker, Denver, home of the Nuggets, home of the Avalanche, Altitude 950, Denver's all-sports station.